five, four, three, two, one. We're live. We're back at it, man. We're back at it. Show number three. Okay, I'm going to I can't believe we made three shows. And I'm going to start off by saying this. I can't believe the feedback. The feedback's been unreal. There's I, so many messages on Instagram. You've been getting them too? Awesome. And I've been getting messages from people, like I was telling James on the way here, people I haven't talked to in like 10 years. Really? High school buddies and friends and people who like have no interest in like one guy's like, I thought it was all going to be outdoors and just honey, but like the stuff we talk about and that's, you know, that's kind of what we're doing tonight. We got a guest here tonight. We're going to kind of change yeah, things up introduce him. Yeah. James, introduce yourself, buddy. Well, hello, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. James Steigerwald here. So Millbrook, Millbilly, Millbilly, represent. He's uh Beauty Real Estate. Don't thank us. We, you were, <laughs> yeah. we owe you bigger than you owe us. So James, we thought we'd get James on. He's been a longtime friend of mine. We we have some funny stories and how we met and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, cute story. He's also a, a local real estate agent here. He owns Beauty Real Estate. Yes, and uh, you know it's booming kind of, business. Booming business. You have a Beauty Real Estate hat on and wh- snow camel. White and camel. Snow camel. Snow camel. Wow. Coyote hunting hat. <laughs> yeah. The show is sponsored by Beauty Realty. We'll send you the bill after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah we'll send, I'll send you junk the mail. Junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyways, what I, I was saying is like that. people are giving me feedback about how we cover all sorts of different topics. And well, one person I, said to me, he said, you know, what's really cool is it was like there is no script and it's just like a, bu- a couple buddies talking. And I said there was no script. That's what it is. We don't have topics when we sit down. We just literally crack a beer and we just start talking. A hundred percent. I I, I got some really deep like uh, paragraph comments where people were talking about how it was more than they expected and just like a couple guys talking and and but it seems that um uh, we're relating to people like what we're talking about is going on in their world too they're just not getting that point of view anywhere else yeah for sure so no i say we keep rolling with it and we just keep having fun and uh you know, I think it's awesome that James wanted to join us tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, he's one of the first guests ever on the show officially. He'll be able to take that to his grave when we're, you know. I'm excited about that. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll be in my eulogy, boys. Yeah. yeah. When we're going against Rogan, he'll be like, ah, oh, he's the first. <laughs> well, the first. I was thinking about that. The uh, We have a real estate agent. We're going to need a scientist. We should get You know what I mean? Like, are, they're a bit harder to find. Yeah, yeah. Like every fourth <laughs> or fifth guy, you got to get some. We got to get somebody who's just like super, super, super smart. I got a degree in biology. Yeah. You really? You yeah. do? No, I don't. But High no. school? I always wanted to. <laughs> I got my grade 10. Yeah. <laughs> in biology. My grade yeah. 10 in biology. <laughs> so, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get, let's do the, let's, let's like get the, uh, the major topic of the day. What'd you guys think of the Amazon guy going to space? Oh, right. I didn't see it. He, I watched it this morning only what? because it, I, I noticed that it was on the news. And I must, I was like, I must have been if at... this blows up, I want to watch it live. I must have been yeah, at work I didn't or see something. it. I only heard about it. It's cool. I must have been at work. You at think something. it's cool? Yeah. You we, think that there's like the the fact that right now there's a three-way billionaire race to space. Three guys on Earth have got enough bank in 2021 to like fuel their own NASA. I'm okay. E- with Elon, that. Elon, Elon, Bezos Elon and Gates. Uh, no, um, the Virgin Radio guy. Oh yeah, um, Richard. Richard something. Yes. I'm good. They worked hard. They they made their companies. Good for them. I'm not but, saying I agree with their companies. I'm just saying, like, no, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. no problem. Somebody has all the money in the world. They work hard. They employ people. They create yeah, jobs. Yeah. Even their space program. Their space program creates creating jobs, jobs and supports right. the economy. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. It's kind of neat to know where all the rich folks are going to go when the world burns. Zombie and apocalypse. we're all here. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I have, I've heard you. Have you, you guys you've seen got a dark, Elysium? a dark side. Oh, no. What is that? You've never seen Elysium? Never. No. Matt Damon? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
great movie. I gotta watch it. Basically, that. the world's gone to shit. Yep. Uh, they build some sort of really neat spacecraft in space for all the elites the of elites. planet Earth. And basically, the entire planet is like South Africa. Yeah, yeah, I did right? see this. And doesn't he have like a metal arm or something? That's yeah, and he been kick, re- yeah, yeah, kicks ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I did. There was a cartoon, not a cartoon, but it, it, it's like everybody's alive except for the robot. Brooklyn and I just watched. It's on the Netflix, and it's basically like a hierarchy of uh, like a like a spaceship. Yeah. Where if you're like a peasant, you live on the ground, and if you make it to, you know, the one percent club, you get to take off. On Do you think that's where they're heading with this? I don't know. Okay, I, well, I, I don't. Not, I, I don't even think it's. Do you think it's if they have the technology and it actually happens? And yeah, that's where they're heading. Should we buy real estate on Mars? Can we buy? Should buy land on Mars? Can you? No. no not yet. No. It's gotta be colonized first. Really? Yeah. You've looked into this, haven't you? If I could colonize Mars, I would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Buy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I never really got that deep. Would you go? So if you knew, like, okay, you were gonna be one of the first humans on Mars, but you couldn't come back. Like you're there for good, whether you die or live or whatever. But you just there's no return trip. Would you go? No, I'm not that adventurous. No. No. Not worth it. Not this point no. in my life. No. Not have young family and stuff like that. Well, I really like hunting and fishing. They, I don't. I don't think there's any uh, game on Mars no. right now. No. Yeah. If they turned Mars into Could a giant, game if there. they turned uh, Mars into a giant pheasant farm, the dog and I'd be in. <laughs> as long as Brooke comes with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Brooke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get kind of lonely up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it blows my mind though that like three guys in the world personally have enough to finance this. Isn't that wild? It is. It is an it's insane wild. amount of money. But how? So how much money did he spend today on his little rocket adventure? I heard the young man. So somebody was supposed to come with them, but there was a scheduling conflict. Yeah. So they got this 18-year-old from the, the Netherlands to come. And reportedly, it was twenty-six million for the seat. Yeah, for just I to go for the that. ride. The ride only lasted like nine minutes too. See, well, you didn't get to go up there for the day or anything. Really, nine minutes. Wow. It's kind of weird that these private guys are doing it, and not uh, NASA. Well, I don't think that. So the I when I was hearing it on this Blue Gate, I think it's called Blue Gate, is Amazon company in this. You'll be able to take these tours in the near future at a quarter million bucks a pop. Okay, so this is where I get off. Not This is the space program confusing me. Maybe it doesn't confuse me. Okay, remember like back in the 60s whenever they went to the moon, it was like the race, right? It's First the race, yeah. Okay. How come like, maybe we have, so tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't follow all the space stuff or the UFO crap. How come we haven't put a man on the moon since? Like, why is there nobody I, I just bouncing around I don't think there's the anything there for them. I don't, I don't know that. So nobody's decided to bring well, back here's the moon the thing, rock? Here's the thing, too. Did, like, I human, like, they did a whole bunch of times through the, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, like I there believe, was, like, like, 12 or 13. Yeah, steps, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. No, but I don't think that, like, us as a population would get very excited if uh, NASA came out tomorrow and they were like, we're going back to the moon. I don't think. Yeah, I, I do. It, it'd be like reading uh, maybe we Superman have. comic from the 50s. Right, it's kind of like the nostalgia is cool, but who would sit down and read that? Or for all you know, there is guys on the moon right now. They're just not telling us anything. Quite possible, it. right? All those satellites man are sending up. So, man, before you know it, James will be selling real estate on Mars. So we'll be as that's the goal. We'll be as expensive as it is in Canada right now. Yeah, good question. Yeah, but buy land is my recommendation. So like, always. okay, so always buy land if you can. I just did a real estate deal. I know some friends have done some real estate deals. I use James. James did yep. both my real estate deals. Now, I got friends, though, that argue, like, 
oh, it's going to go down, it's going to drop, it's going to drop, it's going to drop. And I always come back, like, nothing has dropped, like, in my lifetime. Like, maybe something's gone down, like, 30 grand here, 40 grand there, 100 grand there, but it's never dropped in my lifetime. I'm a big believer if you buy and sell in the same market, it doesn't matter because it's like imaginary money. So if I overpaid on one side, but I probably got overpaid on the other, then it evens out for me. That's how I over. That's how I look at real estate transactions. James. But I still have people who are like, don't buy, don't buy, it's going to drop. What is your opinion on it? Well, luckily for us, I brought some scissors with me. Really? Let me, let me uh, refer and, and to wait, my just everybody knows. cooler bag full of papers. There's not even paper in front. Oh, there is a paper there in front of him. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us? Okay. So speaking on speculative crashes or increasing real estate prices. Yes. Besides the equity in their home, that's the next question, 
right? So here's definitely a big thing. Some, here's, but here's, definitely some who don't. My mom uh, and her uh, boyfriend, they live in uh, Scarborough Bluffs, uh, right? In their neighborhood, they live on a crescent. They just, their neighbor, they have very nice properties. They have giant whitetail in their crescent in, in Scarborough. Two million a house, probably. For property, right? So the houses are, are like probably built the same time this war after the war time home war time home bigger than this house right uh probably property and i'm talking casey chased two a whitetail buck a 10 pointer through the scarborough bluffs on a walk with david they're huge they come out in the crescent Uh, it's like rouge valley bucks they come out of the in the crescent right my mom spends most of her time hitting does and fawns with a broom to get them out of her garden amazing neighbor um uh three doors up Property sold, tore the house down, 1.9 million, just for the property. property. The guy next to my mom's house has uh, a brand new Ferrari that uh, he just he just got. Uh, He has a Bugatti, and the wife drives uh, a Porsche SUV. His he it's a mansion. His like first floor is glass windows that's on like a remote where you can like fog them. Make them clear, make them blue. That's awesome. I want right? those. Where can I get those? Crazy. I could use some of so, those yesterday. Uh, I was talking to David <laughs> yesterday. My truck <laughs> broke down. My uh, stepdad, David, picked me up. We were having a chat. So he thinks the uh, property sold for $1.9 million. He said he bought his house in the 80s for about 48000 With an interest rate of 18%, probably. It was probably yeah. something crazy back then. Yeah. The other thing, so he his idea was... If they sold the property for 1.9 million, the house that's going up has to at least value at 4 million. It's going to be a big one, right? In order for yeah, I see where he's coming from on that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of the same as this street. The two doors down, the the family lives there. Their pool house is bigger than my house. They own a large Dodge dealership in the Durham region area. They built that house so that their kids could go to the private school up the street. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy on the corner is uh, the CEO of some oil company in Texas. He flies back and forth on his private, his company's private jet where his kids can go up the street. He was telling me that where they moved from in Toronto, one bay in his garage is bigger than that entire property. Wow. He's slumming it where the kids can go to high school. So <laughs> so here's the thing. I've, so, um, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, speaking of Millbrook, my mom and David had gone to Millbrook and they, they thought about buying a house there, selling the property that's probably yeah. two million bucks, yeah. buying a house in the country because they like to garden and, and the outdoor stuff. Yeah. But David's holdup is is that if he'd left the city and five years from now he was like, I don't really like country living, he'd never be able to buy back into the city. Right, unless he kept a whole bunch of money invested and didn't touch it. Right. The, the, He's not going to want to go back. I, I wouldn't I, I think, think so either. No, take it from a look at James. Look if at he wants situation. to go back to the city, he can go to Peterborough, right? A hundred percent. So yeah. just in my neighborhood. I fled the city too. I never go back. Uh, my parents bought this house in 1981 for something like 28000 bucks, right? The neighbor across the street, she might have moved there a year and a half, two years ago. She bought that house for eight hundred grand. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy time. But it, it's these houses driving the cost up, right? So what else, what else you got for us there on that cheat sheet? Okay, yeah. So back to where I think pricing is gonna go. One of the most important things is money lending. Yes. So the Bank of Canada interest rate is zero point two five percent right now. Okay. So 
relatively easy to, to get a loan, mm-hmm. especially Very. if you already own multiple properties, have good income, uh, have some wealth. So it's definitely easier for people who already have wealth to borrow mass amounts of money and, and invest in real estate. Okay. Okay. So my prediction, um, and I've been thinking about this probably for a good couple years now, is that we're headed towards a, a Western Europe or, or German style housing market. Oh, explain. I don't know anything about this. Explain okay. this. This is so good. Like I we're getting deep here. Yes, I, have, I have some cousins We've in Germany. We've gone to Germany. Yeah, okay. We're going to Germany. <laughs> I have some cousins in Germany. Very proud German. German background. Yeah. None of them have any inkling to buy a house. It's just not on the radar. Okay. Unless you go to the really remote areas. Okay. But if you're near any major city center, even in the suburbs, buying a house is not something that you grew up with thinking that you're going to do. So they're renters. Renters for life. Okay. Okay. So, and this is because of price. 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 So, so basically, the only way you factors. own a house is generational wealth if it's passed down to you. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah. it is so deep. All right. This is interesting, right? Because here they're still like, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to do this. And you're telling me that uh, the German, like, it's just we're already deep enough into their how things go that we're just renting. Their well, that, youth have accepted not ever being able to own a home. But I'm agreeing with you on that point because I think our youth are in the same situation now. We're almost where they right? they're getting. We got, we're on I, know, the brink. I, I know people that make six figures that literally can't get enough money. To, but but the whole point is, and I think maybe that's why so many people are leaning towards. And I'll get into the politics thing here a little bit, the liberal side of it or whatever, because they're like, ah, it's not even on my radar to buy a house. So if these guys are going to do all this stuff, they don't care about owning private property. They don't care if that right's taken away because to them it doesn't even seem achievable. Right. That w- that would be. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense to me. Yeah. So the whole reason to work hard to get anything other than pay for your cell phone bill or go of your friends, we're losing that aspect here in Canada. We're losing the ability to, like, no, you got to wake up at 6 a.m. and go punch this clock. Yeah. We're losing yeah. it. I believe but, but we But a, lo- a lot of the youth, like, and it's not just Germany. It's England. It's France. It's Western Europe. They would also have uh, get up condensed areas, too, where you could only build so many houses, which would mean the property right. was worth more and more. Their land is much smaller than ours. Yeah, for so sure. I would I would think that Ontario is probably as big as England. I think it's bigger. I think it's yeah, bigger. I'm sure too. it's bigger than the yeah. island, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. And there's way bigger. 90 million people. I think I saw or? one time I'm going to throw out here, yeah, way more people too. Uh that the United States is like 40 times bigger than France. Sounds about right. Something yeah. like that. I'm from doing like a yeah. elementary school project, I, I think that that's the number. So a German style housing market. Low home ownership foreign ownership, which we're starting to see more of in Canada. Which would be like the the rumors you hear about Chinese buying houses in Toronto, yep. right? Yep, and like investors from all over the world. Uh, you could even say like uh, corporations buying up houses. It, that That's a trend that's starting now. So there's a major uh, corporation in Toronto called Core Development. Yep. Uh, they've announced a $1 billion investment into single-family homes. So they want to spend $1 billion Kay. buying single-family homes basement apartments in, divvy them up the best they can uh, and rent them for basically forever, for long term. And they're banking on Canada becoming a German style housing market. Gotcha. That's crazy. It's kind of scary. Oh, 100%. So like when I, one of the reasons when we went in and we're, and it was so important, not just because I came from a farm family, Mm -hmm. but for like me and Leanne to find a farm land for us to raise our family on. Because we're fully under the impression that we have space there to grow, and that very well maybe one day we're building a second house there, whether it's severed or not, or a mobile home is going up, because our kids will maybe 
vicariously have to live on the property because yeah. we go to that different style housing. So, yeah. so that, 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 that in my family, I, 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 we've been looking about leaving town and moving out to the country, and it, that's even in my position, it's been brought up of like, uh, my if David and my mom want to move to the country, well, why don't we buy some property? And uh, me, Brooke, and Ash will live in like uh, a trailer on the property, like uh, you know what, like uh, not like yeah, like, pulled, like uh, so a double wide kind of deal, right? Like yeah, a mobile, because like it's a so permanent mobile. So home. growing yeah, 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 up, yeah. growing up, yeah. my family had a farm, and on the other side of the barn, overlooking the valley, our grandparents lived in a nice double wide. Like thing looked like a bungalow from the road. You wouldn't know it was all landscaped, nice, but it was double wide mobile home, four seasons, two bathrooms in it. Yeah, yeah, bedrooms. yeah, yeah. You can buy and like that, a nice one. That right? would be the way of the future. It, 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 like it is almost living. Communal living, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for, communal yeah. living. Because every, it, it's not only, we're going to get off the um, uh, real estate here for a second, and, and like the real estate's like the big one. But the other thing is, is everything else around, it's going up in price, right? So I like consumer goods or? or goods, yeah. grocery store. Yeah. Everything. Cell phone bills, right? Internet. But it, it goes back to the argument, though, like people are like, so that's what you're saying. I'm going to tag on this if you're okay. Yeah, go, 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 go. So what they're saying is people are like, consumer goods are going up. So minimum wage has to go up, right? Well, minimum wage is going to go, as long as consumer goods go up, like everything affects one thing else. So if I have to raise the wage of my employees and I have to up my prices to cover that, right? And it always, 100%. there's it, so it, many it, factors and it goes, yeah. well, why, no, why don't you take a cut and not make such a big salary if you're the employer or whatever? Well, at the same time, the employer still, his goods have gone up, which he needs to buy to operate his business. He's also taking all the risks, so he does deserve to make a yeah, little yeah, bit of money. Yeah, 100%. So inflation. there's inflation. There's yeah. so many things that... I watched in China a documentary on how they're trying to figure out how they're going to run their economy based on people not going to work because they're going to automate so many jobs. There's going to be, like... Right. What are the people going to do? What are they going to do? But they got to make money somehow. So how do you... How do, how do, how does somebody make a livable wage by not going to work? Right. Because That's it's scary. way cheaper for uh, GM to build a car with a robot or an iPhone because robots don't get hurt, they don't get injured. But this is what but people it's almost don't, to the point they where don't complain. You, it's almost cheaper to pay the robot and for these yeah. four guys to stay home, right, and let the robot do it. So let's let's take exactly what you're saying there for a second, Ian. Right. So people don't. People are always. Everybody's upset. Everybody wants more, wants more, wants more, right? So everybody, let's take a car manufacturer, for example. Okay. So you are out there, and you guys all want $10 more an hour to put a bolt in a car. I'm not, not and I'm by when I'm saying this, I'm not uh, devaluing anybody's job or anything. Like that. Just no, no, yeah, yeah, example. for sure. You can say it, I can use myself. I want, more for, I want more commission for selling what I sell, whatever. So the point being is, well, the factory shouldn't be taking as much money. We should be getting more of a wage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, at the end of the day, though, the factory is the one taking all the risk. So the corporation is taking all the risk. They've built the factory. They've got all the supplies, all that yeah. stuff. Now, their argument is, well, you need us to build the stuff. Well, at the end of the day, that argument's changing because eventually we won't need them. But at the end of no, the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't have the factory there to build, then you're just a guy at the side holding a bolt with nowhere to put it. For sure. So you get what I'm saying? So, so like even if you're replaced, you, you do. And it's like a dirty circle because even if you automated everything, You'd have nobody to sell it to if nobody had jobs. Whatever you have nobody to buy. There's right? no circle. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. get what I mean? So yeah. it, you it, don't want a bunch of angry workers with nothing to do. No, for sure. So, tear, tear so, so here, here's where I, my thought. In the in the um, uh, 
and we're, we're going back to this GM. I can remember, and, and, and this kind of touches base. I, I think I talked about this on the last show. I can remember going to parties in the 80s when I was like seven or eight with my uh, parents, and there'd be all the guys who worked at GM. What kind of parties? Drinking parties. <laughs> I remember going to parties when I was like seven and eight. <laughs> Were you drinking or just so, your parents? You know, like like Canada Day party. And, and because of growing up in Port Hope, lots of people worked at General Motors. Yep. And these guys were making bank. This right? whole area. Is but you remember growing up, if you worked at the motors, your family was like a high like roller. Like you were, you were, you were and that's where I was yeah. getting to. Those days are over. Yeah. Right there, that isn't a job in Canada, or or, or it is right, very few not, or yeah. far between. Yeah. Where you can work at a, a line job, support a family, it, right, and support a family, right. It's yeah, it's it's so different now, <laughs> the way everything's gone. Like it's. Yeah, here I got. Hey, here's I got another thing, like. Got a great example here for you guys. Fire away. Look, this guy right now, just so you guys know, he has graphs and charts and pie charts and everything with him. <laughs> Look at him go. I've had a rough two weeks, and now I'm kind of fired up about that. Yeah, this nice. is good. This is so, good. So back in the 80s, when you know when people were making 80 grand a year at GM or 90s, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my graph only goes back to 05. So let's say 05. The average price of a house in Canada was 230,000. This 05 would be when uh, guys like Ross and Dale were getting bought out at GM. 30 years service. But that's before the crash of 08. They did, right? Yeah. Probably Huge. early 2000s was still probably Paid a pretty, it, good, right? pretty good run for folks. And then pension after that, which we need to remember too, that not only are they making good money, but they had full pensions, right? I believe some of them got cut after the oh, crash. Oh, full pension yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those guys are, are made out well. Well, my grandfather retired at 55 out of the motors, never worked a day in his life after. Was that well, yeah, because he was getting, was full paid, pension. getting paid full pension. So 230 in 2005 to 730 in 2021. That's the entire nation. That's that's so, insane. So that includes, you know, the boonies, Wade, Timmins, everywhere, anywhere you can think of that you would never ever visit. So right? Not to say you wouldn't go to Timmins, but so five hundred thousand dollars in 16 years. I can I can it's make not a coming back down. I can make a point. Okay, do you have a point on this? Sort of. Go ahead first off. I can make a point that directly results in real estate affecting hunting and fishing. So in the 60s, you 100%. know, it, you yeah. go downtown Toronto, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you get close to the city and you get those cookie cutter houses. So back in, in the 60s, uh, all, everybody would have lived there. Those had been factory workers, right? Making buck in the, the city. All those guys would have owned cottages on Lake Simcoe, Muskoka area, and hunting camp. Right, because leaving the city, like like uh, you would have left the city, right? It had been a big deal for for dad to par- pack up the truck and head north to the camp, right? Yeah. So when that generation died off, it it almost seems like uh, the kids didn't pick up. I don't want the hunting camp. I'd rather have the eight hundred thousand, right? So. That like, you mean like they'd a, rather have sell the camp and because they, they, like each generation we get a, each generation traditions not getting passed down. it's not getting passed right. down but yeah. the real estate is going up and up and up so if let's say you're a guy who kind of likes to hunt and you hunted with uh, your grandpa but he wills you a property and you can either go there to hunting camp and all the old guys are dead there's nobody really goes anymore. Or you can have a cool million bucks. But it's different, though, too, because you use the word like <laughs> right? will, for example, right? So say your grandfather wills it, but there's four grandkids. That's true, too. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, only two of us want it. The other two want their money, they so we can't afford camp. to buy them out, so we're selling it. And that kind of stuff's happened. Yeah. 
which that brings me to and, and here's another thing when when I was driving through the city yesterday with David and I kept saying is this a bad neighborhood we would go through like Dundas um, uh, you know what I mean like on, on the way back to the bluffs from is downtown it, where is my it truck still called Dundas I don't think so it's oh, going wait, to are change. We open that can of worms right so now? I was no. like I was <laughs> like how do you tell which is a nice neighborhood and which isn't a nice neighborhood right because the, the houses pretty much look the same on the outside through that area and he was like look at the cars in the the driveway, right? Because you can go buy some really, you know, not so great looking houses, but it's like Beamer, Land Rover, but Corvette, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and like the dumpy house is still 1.8. But yeah, he, he's like, but he and he was showing me every time where he'd be like, they just dropped 200,000, right? Uh, Dundas gets, where did, what's the uh, Greek, uh, where they have like the- Oh, the Danforth. He was like, he was like, it, you've just driven four hundred thousand dollars down from real estate from where i picked you up so like right he was like in like three kilometers in three kilometers so do you think it's like a canada like gta trend we're recording right this is all working we're having some audio issues people. yeah yeah okay. yeah we so got anyways, a new soundboard we got a new soundboard on the way but anyways do you think it's like okay i'm gonna take florida for example i used to spend a ton of time in florida right motocross yep. race and stuff like that it was like a different lifestyle. Nobody cared what their house looked like. They wanted a cool barbecue on the deck and sweet rims on their caddy and just having a good time with their neighbors. Do you think it's like a different trend up here that's always about keeping up with the Joneses? I think HGTV screwed everybody. Really? Uh, that's the best thing I've ever heard, and I agree <laughs> really? with that. That's such, yes, 100%. Now like every, Property Brothers? Every every Tom, Dick, and Harry has to have the fanciest house, and everything's fancy. Every, every house I enter is white countertops and gray walls. So like yeah, we, I'm gonna have a heart attack if I see another white countertop. So we really, talk, we eh? talked about this on the first show. But really, what it did experiences over material things. That's yes, so like, yes, do you yes, want yeah. your kids growing up with a fancy kitchen? Do you want your kids to say they traveled here, or did this, or did that, or went to this? No, well, and, and that's a big thing. So this house is no hell, but we've owned it since I was one year old. I have a ton of great memories. Like my grandfather, you know, used to be up in the living room. We'd have family dinners. I, I remember I got my first swing set out the this backyard and as much as uh, the i really if i could find this house on 50 acres i'd be the happiest guy in the world oh for sure but around here this house doesn't exist on 50 acres let's pick it up but, and right it. but um yeah it's a bungalow he, eh? we could move sean it. mccall could probably lift this by himself just bring the uh, so what i what i'm like in, in where we live if anybody's listening across the country or in the united states the houses out here on 50 acres of land are mansions well, what? even the ones, uh, yeah, they are quite often. They, they do, and they're worth like they're worth serious coin. Right. For, okay. For, so there. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I, I got an example. Go ahead. I just want to speak about our local real estate. Oh, here. good. Yeah, right? yeah. Like to see what we've lived in our lifetime. So if in you're listening recent, to this, we're recent memory. We're an hour east of Toronto by local. Is that what you mean? Like we're yeah, like where so we are. GTA yeah, yeah. area. We're in, port, we're in yeah. port Hope. Yeah. Northumberland, Peterborough. Yep. So since 2012, the average price of a house in Northumberland was 275. Yeah. That's not that long ago. Like, what we, we what were we doing in 2012? That's the year I hurt my hand. I, I remember this. May 26th. Almost cut my hand off. Yeah. Another story for another time. I, think I just got married in 2012. I bought my okay. first house. Yeah. 275. Now we're 875 in nine years. That's insane. And nobody, in got, a, nobody got a raise to cover this. So, right? Like, how, how that's not. But so, uh, do you, you, don't you, you don't have to, you don't happen to have the percentage. What's that percent, percentage? If, if, if I was if I was a union rep and I was trying to negotiate my union a raise, could I get the four hundred percent to, to yeah. cover this? But maybe we're overbuilding homes. For example, you're talking about size and mansions, this 
Uh, wow, right? so money, expectations. But like, okay, so expectations. So remember, and like, millennials are like so Instagram's grow, killing. So growing right. up, for example, right? I always shared a room with my brothers until we moved when I was in high school. But we always shared rooms. Like there's five of us. Me and my older brother shared a room. You very rarely like hear a kid sharing rooms now. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like houses are getting well, bigger, smaller families. Now people have. Uh, that's a good point too. Smaller families. I guess we can go with that. So maybe my yeah, point is there's not there's relevant, none, none But I feel kids. like everyone who builds a house these days is always extravagant. Very extravagant. Like we have very. But high it, it's the driving standards. market, right? Like even the position, and, 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 and I will admit this. I, I in, in the position and in the job I do of like even working at the store and doing social media and making YouTube videos and, and even talking here, I feel pressure to wear nice clothes to find the new cool hat to right Be- like do you know what i mean yeah, like i i get compli- t-shirt every day like Carruthers over here it's <laughs> my working shirt buddy. but do you get what I i'm uh, do you, like five, you i i feel the pressure of I like i feel the pressure of this of like having yeah. like do you know what i mean like it, it's a real so what happened to today just didn't get dressed in your nice clothes Brooke said she liked the shirt <laughs> <laughs> okay so on to your point though but do you know what i mean like it's the same thing uh when you're going hunting you gotta like you gotta look at so like talking about these points on how much this stuff is look good feel good play good i look the best out of anybody and i don't kill anybody so (laughs) anyway let's uh let's go to this point what you're saying though okay so going back to giving real estate advice here you're back in real estate what do you feel about so you're talking about corporations buying and stuff like that how do you feel about co-ownership so say like buddy 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 all can't afford to buy one on their own but they can all go get a mortgage together and they buy something just as a this rental, actually, but they're into the market. I'm, yes, this I'm, is actually somebody. Why in, are more people not doing that? I'm all for it. And is it hard to do with uh, banks and stuff? No, uh, I'm all for it. I think we'll see more and more of it as it's, it's becoming more of a necessity now, where you're just priced out. Even if you make 80 grand a year, your mortgage is approved for say three, four hundred thousand. You're not going to buy anything. And then on you top of buy that, they we're, we're going to buy anything yeah. for three, four hundred. Oh, there, this is a good question. Um, what, so what's the average cost of where I live, Northumberland? Is that what you said? Yeah, eight seventy-five. What, what kind of bank do you need? If you, if I went to the bank tomorrow and I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy an eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollar house, how much income would they expect? So let's just say you want to get approved for eight hundred thousand. You okay. probably need to have an income of six three. So like, it's twenty percent. Who has that job? It's twenty percent down. Not, still, not many like, folks. I drive around sometimes, yeah. and I I know, like I I see places where I'd like to live, and I honestly get the urge to drive up to the door and knock. Like, and what do you do? Like, what do you what do, do you for do? Like, What cartel do you have work you, for? Have you? Yeah, like I saw a meme there day. It's like, hey, that guy that pulled out of his driveway, yeah, that brand the, new Silverado yeah. truck with the new bass boat out of his new house. What cartel do you work for, and what are they hiring? Yeah. Okay, so is it still like, is it still like, uh, like twenty percent down, roughly? Like for first time buyer, for first so time buyer, five percent first time buyer, five percent. It's down to five percent, eh? Yeah, it's okay. been five percent for a long time. Okay, so twenty like percent if you wanted to buy a secondary property. With me and my wife, okay. So if you wanted to buy a secondary property at eight hundred thousand, you need one hundred and sixty grand down. That's twenty percent. Yeah. So I remember me and my wife bought our first house, it was and like then the killer income on top. Yeah. You get approved for the exactly. remainder. Not to mention yeah. your vehicle payments and all your other yeah. stuff. Your property taxes. Are you getting, make three hundred grand as a sales guy. Stupid. No. No, what I'm talking about though is so you don't want to talk about this. I hope right? so. No, no, I hope so. You want me? I'll totally tell you guys secrets to my success right now. Besides okay. going to work okay. every day and working hard, take my whole income out of it. If I didn't make a dime, every real estate thing I've ever acquired is only from playing the market. Bought my first house, I put twelve thousand five hundred dollars down. Upwards mobility. Right. So James sold all my houses, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. So the first house, me and Leanne, 
back then the market wasn't like crazy. We had friends buying houses and stuff like that, like when they were 20, 21, 18, 19, right? Like people were buying houses, putting like eight grand down, 10 grand down. So we, right? So we were actually renting a farm off my grandfather and we were actually looking at buying a business. This business had a house. So we weren't in a rush to buy a house. We had like a two year buyout. Anyway, it didn't pan out. Another story from their time. So we decided, okay, all of a sudden we have to buy a house. My grandpa sold the farm. So it like wasn't like a big deal. It was like we sold some crap in the garage and we threw twelve grand together and we went and yeah. bought this house. Yeah. Well, a few years later, not even two years later, two and a half, I sold that house and doubled. I moved to another house and we almost doubled that one and we moved to where today. And like, yeah, I put some little bit of money here and there into it. But the whole point being, was it was timing, playing the market and just upward progression. So yeah. that's what I keep telling people. It wasn't like I'm sitting here making a million dollars a year. It was timing, some good luck. And some good circumstances. So all those uh, factors I mentioned earlier, low interest, uh, rapidly increasing population, uh, and then what Ian and Kyle both mentioned, uh, Canadians always fixing up their homes, trying to make them look nice. It's all been uh, like a long process of upward mobility that has been really exaggerated in the last 10 years in Canadian real estate, which is why we've seen this four, three to 400% increase uh, in the last decade. So to Can it do it again? Very possibly with with foreign investment and and I want I want to I want to throw a doomsday scenario out there. Don't do it. Do it. Don't what do if it. the interest rates go up four percent? What happens to this? I'd say thirty percent of people will lose their homes. Like straight up. Yeah, straight Just up. Easy. So, the, but the bank knows that and they won't do it. The government knows it. They won't do it. Really? That's it, crazy. It won't happen. That's it won't crazy. Happen. I had that conversation with with when I got my mortgage and not for I was just I was just asking her, you doing a lot of mortgages and she told me yeah but when the interest rates go up I fear for your generation she said that of course and naturally I hear that a lot too but the banks know the government knows you can't crash um, the world if so, you crash the, the housing market you're going to have a whole bunch of miserable people they're not going to vote for you not gonna vote and, for and, it. and, and they, it could just become chaos what, and anarchy what kind of scenario would cause the interest rates where they had no choice but to, to raise them That would do it, eh? Um, and that's happened before. Yes, for sure. Because in the we were but just talking in the 80s. What were the interest rates? Oh, they were 17, 18, 24. What if, what if they got to that now? Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't happen. It, it couldn't, wouldn't, it happen. couldn't happen. Never. It would never be never. able to happen. But yeah, people would starve to death everywhere. The thing, too, is like really? interest yeah. is so low right now. You're stupid not to borrow. That's another tip yeah. I gave somebody the other day. They're like, you know, how'd you do this? When I did borrow money, I always borrowed at the right time. So when I did take a loan to like do a renovation or something, it was when interest rates were low, or it made sense, or it was cheaper to pay the interest than try to save it for three years, yeah. like because a quicker return on investment stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it goes. I'm to, good. Like, I, I own AMC stock. To get back, hey, what are they at today? Well, they, they went up a bit. Did they? What's AMC like AMC Plaza and Whitby, or what are we talking here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? You, you got to yeah. come on our stock market <laughs> show. We're getting yeah, it's yeah, good. So anybody uh, wants a well simple uh, hookup, yeah. and let me know. Oh, so I can so, see you know in those commercials. Yeah, for sure. Talk yeah. about fixing up your house. I went from this to this. <laughs> so do you find, as a home seller and a home buyer perspective, people, so many people renovate their houses before they sell them now, right? Do you find I know, yeah, I never got people, that uh, so either. Like, why would you fix it up to sell it? I, got, I think I figured it out from selling mine this time. I think it's easier for people to get the big mortgage and walk into a turnkey home than it is to get money later than renovate. Is this an HGTV thing? Uh, Kyle's 100% right. I think that's And it is. is an HGTV thing. Because you see it on TV. You see it in the magazines. That's what you want. Yeah. Like and I, I think want this bathroom. I want that kitchen. I want these floors. 
I'm going to, instead of buying a house for 500000 I'm going to spend seven fifty on a house that has it all done. And there's a lot yeah, of focus. Because yeah, yeah. he can't get two fifty later. Because I guess, like, and not only that, right, but then, like, the when you, when you, like, the, the, the HGTV Instagram dream is that you're just going to open this door and, ah. Uh, yeah. Like, but I think we are losing that, right? Like, when I talk about the kind of European or German style housing market, the ability to have upward mobility, yep. upward mobility, like Kyle Sack started off with a, uh, you know, a very modest house, upgraded to a nicer house on a few acres, uh, and now he's on his dream farm. We're losing that. So, yeah. I, so I we really are. When we bought our first house, one of my buddies called it a crack house. Really? It, it looked like it. The siding was peeling, like it was missing all the fish, it was full of squirrels, but we got into the market. And we yeah, fixed it yeah, up and yeah. did some stuff. But yeah. that was it. Like, and I tell that to some of my other friends that are trying to buy. Some of my younger friends and stuff like that. My, some of my brother's friends and brothers and stuff like that. So and I it, always get say, into the market. just get into the get market. In. I don't care if it's a teardown at some point. Because if you're not in, you're never going to get in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see and how, like, I'm, every day that goes by, you're getting farther I don't have farther a crystal. Away. I don't have a crystal ball. I think we're the last generation, really, of, of homeowners in, in this country. Very well could be. So we Isn't that a scary thing to say, though? It Especially is. when you got kids. Yeah. 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 That's a, a, a scary thing to, to like, you know what I mean? And it's probably easier for me to accept just because of, like, my family in Europe. So I'm, I'm more familiar with it and aware of it. But for a lot of Canadians, it's hard to believe. So tell us, right? your, so talk about your situation. So we talked about, say, so a lot of uh, immigrants and stuff that are coming in, they're buying houses as families. There's, like, two or three families living yep. under one roof. Yeah. They buy businesses. They and they go yeah. buy more houses and they keep doing it. So, like, let's take uh, two two topics I want to discuss with you. One, people leaving the city to come out to the country, especially during the pandemic, that yeah. trend. Yeah. And two, more people communal living. Like, for example, your family, I hope you don't mind me talking about this, you guys left the city and you guys have a gorgeous 200-acre property. I hope you don't mind me saying this. And uh, there's a couple of you guys living in there. Like, it's, uh, right. it's yeah. set up amazing. Like, yeah. it's phenomenal. And I really think, like, that's the trend. Like, I see a trend like that for my family. This whole... It's good for the this, family. No, honest to God, yeah. now that, like, uh, we've talked about this European thing, it, it makes more sense to me. Uh, if you immigrated from somewhere and this is the norm, to, to like, you know, have a, the family home. Together. To be, like, yeah. together. Yeah. That... That makes a lot more sense, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, like, if yeah. you... I never took this into consideration until tonight's yeah. talk. So, are we, it's are, more of, like, a, like a recent Canadian-American phenomenon to, you know, when your child turns 18, they move on. Uh, a lot of other countries, uh, like Eastern Europe, Asia, Africa, yep. Middle East, intergenerational homes is very common. Yes. Right? And they help each other, and they look after one another, instead of not helping each other, like truly helping each other in, in your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So I, I had a desire years ago to kind of bring that back. Yeah. So I sold my parents' house in Whippy, sold my house in Oshawa, and we all moved together into one. Luckily, it's a very large home, so we have yeah, yeah. space. It's basically like two houses put together. It, it, it's, it's basically a duplex. Yep. So my parents are on one side, my wife and three children, we're on the other side. Gotcha. So we help each other out on a daily basis. My, my Kids, grandparents help out with the kids. So this is a cool. So this is I a cool story. I help out my parents. They cool. help out us. Yep. They I'm got not chickens. Gonna, I don't want to put them in a home. I don't want to. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Put no, my no. parents in a home. Like all. So Ashton, my son, his mom, when uh, Ashton was born, they lived in the same kind of setup. They lived in uh, Grafton, Ontario. Huge house. So top, uh, top left of the house, um, their 
Nikki, uh, Ashton's mom's grandmother, lived there. Top right, Nikki's mom and dad lived there. Downstairs right, um, Nikki's sister lived there. Downstairs left, Nikki, uh, Nikki lived there with the two boys. Yeah. Communal kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen the size of my whole upstairs. And they would all just help Imagine each other out. Uh, do, do you know what I mean? And, and they had like um, a communal kitchen and then had a great big deck that was enclosed, which yeah. was like the game room. You know, bar fridge, computers out there. But That's the way it used everybody to be. Used to, everybody just helped each other. And if you needed a babysitter, you, you, you know what I mean? And yeah. everybody had like uh, a couple bedrooms and their own bathroom, their own living room. It, it, it was like four houses in one. Yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna, you're gonna see more and more of it. Like you, you already will. see how many out of necessity we're gonna see yeah. that. And like how many people do you know are like building lofts above their garage now, right? Putting bathrooms right. in there just Secondary so the kids can see or yeah. or whatever. Like well, it's almost like um, uh, I, I went to school in Lindsay. Uh, everybody on the planet was trying to turn like their mud basement garage into a rental the place. basement apartment yeah. to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks for college kids. So to I live think here. we are trending towards that, like more intergenerational families out of necessity. Um, but, you know, at the turn of the 20th century, it was a necessity because people were poor. Yeah. And you had to look after. There was no, nowhere else to put your parents. There was no daycare. So the families worked together. Then after the Second World War, there was tremendous ec economic opportunity, the baby boomer generation to buy their own houses. Now with the price and the way things are going, we're kind of we're going to make a reverting. trend towards that. Yeah, we're yeah. reverting back. Well, because if you think when World War One ended, or World War Two is probably right around the time that GM and Oshawa start firing up and they start building like yeah. subdivisions for that their employees could live close. Yeah. All of Durham was built because of GM. Isn't that insane? When you think about like a city built around a city a, built a around a factory. I mean the factory is the size of the city. It's huge. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, 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 it's <laughs> so like bad. what do I I and I'm probably wrong here but something like at the heyday like a card pump off there like every 2.7 So then it has to be automation, which goes back to the next topic we're talking about. 
So if this is circled, then you're not employed at all, right? So like this is like an ever-losing battle. And then people make the argument, well, somebody's going to have to fix the robots. Okay. Maybe that one guy. Maybe that gives a job to three people. Yeah, that guy's, yeah. That right? guy's a king. Well, it's and the same like, thing as, as, yeah. as, as the farming thing, right? In, uh, 19, uh, my grandfather came back from World War I, uh, moved his family from Bob Cajun to uh, Bridge North, rented the farm for four or five years, sold everything he had, bought the farm, 225 acres, and they raised like eight kids on that property. They had an apple orchard, they had cattle, they had, do you know what I mean? The same farmer today to raise that family needs 20,000 acres because of the equipment, right? So if you think about like, and, and, I, and, and this is something I've been thinking a lot. If you, let's say you had 10 head of cattle, you need an acre of land for every cow calf to let them free reign, right? And then you gotta get hay for the winter, right? So when he was doing it, do you get? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it would take you as much time to cut a hundred acres of hay in the 1940s as it would for somebody to cut 20,000 acres of corn now. So that goes back in talking like the supply chain. So right now in the world, in my industry, the supply chain is broken. Right? Freight's insane. Can't get raw materials to build stuff. Metals, whatever. Right? So I saw a post the other day on social media, and it was a guy on like on one of the smoking things complaining about the price of meat how it's ridiculous now Costco is price gouging well another guy piped in well you know realize though that the farmers fuel went up because of carbon tax you know this went up the feed went up getting yeah. it to the butcher charged more the butcher it. it's not the Costco price gouging is that their the suppliers raised raise the prices yeah. so I think it's hilarious how uneducated the average consumer is on how the world works so crazy. Uh, one time my grandfather huge into farming business manager of a sheet metal union for 20 years, uh, buys a fry at Manhattan Fries. You guys know Manhattan Fries? I thought you were going to say Ferrari for a second. You mean New York Fries? New Ferrari. York New Manhattan York Fries. fries. You know, right? we used to own a sweet fry shop in Five Points Mall in Oshawa, Vic Morris. No way. Yeah, Shout out awesome. to Vic Morris. Yeah, sex. So my grandfather buys this large <laughs> fry. Costs him like six bucks, right? He's furious. He's pissed. He goes back, puts <laughs> all the french fries together and, and realizes there's about one potato here gets on the phone with the uh, the company and wants to know what the farmer got out of this large fry. Right? If you made 12, 6 bucks off me, what does the farmer get for right. one potato? Right. What's the guess? This is probably... I can only imagine. <laughs> a penny. 98, 99. No, maybe earlier than that. 96, 97. No idea. 12 cents. 12 cents. Yeah. That's, That's a bad. lot of potatoes. Out of right? 6 bucks. Well, it's like, look at tonight. We had a hailstorm. <laughs> We had a hailstorm. Yeah. I'm filming it out my window, freaking out because we have like this beautiful, beautiful bean crop. Like it's fucking awesome and bringing in the hail damage. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can yep. just take one Lose thing your whole like crop. that. Lose the whole thing. What's the crop? What I I don't know. What it what it what it like on a field? I know about how big your field is. So let's. What would you say that is worth? Okay, so let's use it. Let's forget what it's worth. If you're going to like loan money, the bank uses an average that you'll make three fifty. That's what the bank That's uses. It. So even if like you had a bumper year and you did corn and it was high bushel and you're gonna pull seven hundred or seven fifty an acre. So would that be net like three fifty. Three hundred and fifty dollars an acre. So let's take so these are the numbers that the bank was using when I was looking at my farm. So let's take like okay, so let's take seventy work a couple acres times three fifty means you made twenty four thousand dollars five hundred. Okay, so let's say this is called twenty five thousand dollars, right? We're gonna use this. Let's say you even made forty thousand dollars. 
forty thousand bucks. Okay, so let's take so let's double let's double. Let's say you made fifty thousand, right? So let's double what the banks are using. You gotta pay for your mortgage on your land. You gotta pay your property tax. That won't even cover that. You gotta pay for the fuel, the wear and tear on the equipment, the guy in it, the seed, the fertilizer spray. And everybody wonders why it's so Forget hard to farm now. Forget about your time. Forget about your well, time. and we haven't even got into the part where it's against the law to fix your own tractor. Oh, I didn't even want uh, to hear a about combine that. costs a million bucks, right? Yeah. Like, like, um, like it's insane. I had a guy in at East Hill who worked at a tractor store, who was furious that it's against the law for people to work on their John Deere. It should be furious. Furious. So, like, we have a tractor. Like, we have tractors from the seventies, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've bought a couple newer ones, and we were planting that crop at my new place this year, and I said to my dad, how do you like this new tractor? And he's like, I like it, but, you know, there's a couple sensors here and there, whatever. And he goes, it won't run in 20 years, though, like our other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. it's like cars. Everything's electronic, and you got to yeah. be an electrician to work on. I'm not even a mechanic anymore. Can you really quickly explain why you can't work on your John Deere? As how, what do you mean, how so? So, uh, realistically, they own the rights to all the mechanics, and so John Deere basically feels that they own the property that you are renting from them, even though you've even bought, though you it. bought it. You I can't take a, it anywhere. Have a mortgage out on it. Well, it's, it's like, because they just void your warranty at that point, right? I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't, I, and I don't you, you can't buy, like, the, the card reader in order to find out what's wrong with the tractor, nor will they sell you the right, parts. Right, you need the software. In the software. Right. So they're being they're being backed by Microsoft and Apple, because Apple and Microsoft don't want anybody fixing their phones ever, right? So it, right. there's a lawsuit in the United States of farmers against John Deere for the right to fix their tractors and for that software to be available. Right. But these giant like Silicon Valley companies are like, no, no, we'll give you the money to fight this, fight this till the bitter end, right. because we don't and want anybody lobby the government to be on their side. That's right. So people who Sorry, don't I'm care about trying to buy a tractor right now. People who don't right. care about tractors necessarily don't want John Deere to lose the monopoly on their fixing them. But take this too, like, so you're a company like uh, I don't General Motors, and don't want to get a lawsuit here, John Deere, whatever. Are you actually building stuff the last 50 years now? Absolutely not. No, I got, because I got you're not, that's not keeping yourself in business. I got an F-150 who's he, going through this right now. Oh, it's that's not why that you're old. A little down when we arrived. Yeah, it's, it's more than old. that. I, I've had a rough two weeks. So Ian was a little pouty about the car. The the truck has got a wiring issue. It is it. It's the second time in six months that I fixed the same issue. Yeah. It died on me in front of St. Michael's Hospital yesterday. I hate cars these days. Uh, I've but you know what? Yeah, so well, totally throw this off topic. In my entire life, everything that's bad has happened to me, from about July 28th to August 12th. That is my birthday. I'm talking my grandfather passed away, my great uncle passed away, we lost our farm in that time. Yeah, Last August two weeks is just like, like we're just starting early this year, right? I put my dog down last year, August 1st, my grandfather died on August 1st, uh, and it just seems that I've blown up boat engines, I'd like just knock every on, year. Knock on wood right now, if you said boat engines, never, Mark Hunter said to me today, he's like, I'm like, how's the boat run? He's like, oh, why'd you ask me that? It's so, so how true. can you change that? I don't know. Do, do you believe in the uh, like the power of the universe and the power I, of thought? I do. No, I don't right. know if it's the power of thought. I I I I, uh, I think the universe throws out there uh, what you need to be tested with. I I think Challenges. that um, I try to be such a positive like out. I'm lucky to have this. I'm lucky to have. This. I need these two weeks every year to be like 
So on August 13th, it's like party year. Right? I hate celebrating my bar- birthday. I've had a birthday party in 20 years. I hate it. I don't want to go out for dinner. I don't want anybody to mention it. But on August 13th, and I made it to August 13th, I'm kind of like, I got this. So when is your birthday? August 12th. August 12th, okay. The Law of Attraction, that's what I was looking for. Have yeah, you, yeah. Have you read that book? I, I have. Killer book. Loved it. I read it I, I do. I do think that, like, I, um, I think the world tries to, like, pound you down just to see if it can break you. It might, and sometimes it, yeah. it, it gets to me. Yeah. But you always but come I back think that better. I think that I get to myself more, right? right. I think that I'm yeah. har- I'm your harder on myself are, than anybody. powerful. I'm my own worst critic. I spend way too much yeah. time in that truck driving by myself, being hard on myself, right? And I, th- I think, oh, excuse me, we're drinking beer tonight. Um, I'm drinking it slow, man. I think I'm on my third That's one. That's the third one. Oh, you're beating me. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I think part of it, too, is like, it's real, and, and this kind of goes back to the real estate. Sometimes it's really hard to block out what everybody else is doing and focus on yourself. Yeah, especially it, in today's it, age, right? Do, do you know what I mean? I had, I had just before you guys got here. There's a young angler, 20 years old, fishing the uh, CSFL, and I've been trying to help him out. And tonight we had a really hard um, uh, discussion on the phone because they wanted to know about sponsorships, and I had to kind of tell him the truth. It's not really an existent thing in Canada. It, it, it right, and I was like, all those guys you fish against, and um, uh, they're not getting what you think they're getting, right? And then I had to have a, a discussion with them um, because all the anglers are now picking on one young lad who's doing really well. I'm not gonna say his name, but I was like, here, here's what you're wondering what to do: go out there and do your own thing. Remember that someday, if you do really well, you'll be the target. So don't be like that. Enjoy yourself. Right. Remember that you know you have a better chance of right now being drafted by the Maple Leafs than ever getting paid to fish in Canada. They did call me this week. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Expansion draft. It's Kyle. true though, but you know what? But it's, it, it, it's, it's hard to have. It's hard to have a that conversation with a twenty-year-old who just got a. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, pro- it's good for his character. For uh, sure, you got to hear this stuff, yeah, right? Got to hear it. Got to accept it. Move on. And it's right? the same. Grow. Yeah, and we used to do this thing. So motocross is the same way. There's like three yeah. guys that make money in Canada doing it. And I used to run this program called MX Stars of Tomorrow. And we would teach all these kids how to like make a race resume, how to act for sponsors, how to approach, what they need, this and that. But it was the parents that we had the hard conversations with. So, like, you know, they're nine-year-old here, and they just want to get a gear sponsor for 20% off. And then when you tell the parents, like, yeah, there's not, he's not really going to make six figures ever riding a dirt bike in Canada. You know, maybe one, two, three, four, five guys, and they're like, "What? What yeah. do you mean?" And that, and it, it's like, not that you crush their dreams, but it's like, if you're doing it to get your kid there, reality. Check. I truly think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Look at it as your kid's gonna learn hard work, determination, when to get up, when he's down. Look at why he's racing, and take those away from it, and he'll use those same skills and succeed at life. A hundred percent. Yeah, but it's like if you're just sitting here trying to get your kid yeah, to the I next level, it. like it's even like, say, think about all those hockey families. They pay thousands of dollars in rep hockey, hotels, tournaments, gear, this and that. Fifteen years old, come kid doesn't get drafted. That I, doesn't mean it was wasted. Let's just hope I he had, applies I, that I, work ethic. I had uh, a friend, probably ten years ago now, and we we hung out every day, worked together, hung out all the time. And one night on the back deck, we we'd had too many beers, and uh, he was a guy who probably put ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year into his kids' hockey. Thought he was going to be the next Sidney Crosby. Except uh, he was about 5'8". Well-built guy. Went to the gym all the time. And we 
we had a discussion on the back deck about, um, and we're not friends anymore. I hardly talked to him after this night. And I was, uh, I had a dad who was very hard on me about playing hockey, and I'm built like a hockey player. Two, six, four, 220 pounds. Yeah. Right? Skate like, skate like the wind. So we have a conversation on the back deck about uh, how I'm the best hockey player that you know. He played goalie in our beer league against me, scored 50 goals a game on. And I was like, I'm not good enough to play on Britain's national team, let alone Canada. (laughs) And I was like, here's the real deal. Your kid will genetically never be big enough to play hockey. He's never going to be, right? And I was like, why not take some of that money, spend some time with your kid? Right? We know we hardly talk. But is it it, it, it dad trying to keep up with other dads? Yeah, because it's seen as like, if my kid makes the triple A, blah, 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 I'm going to be the possible, not only am I going to have the cool kid, but I'm going to be the cool dad who's got, do you know what I mean? I think on draft day, if you ever noticed, like, I'm a huge hockey fan. Great movie. It is a good oh, movie. Man, Kevin Costner. It's a good movie. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. That, that's oh, one that, you is should that watch. A baseball movie? No, the football, football one. Draft Day? I haven't seen it. So, haven't seen it. So, what? Never seen, listen, never seen draft if you day. watch professional sports, Draft Day, they show the kids stand up. The next shot is that kid hugging his mom and dad. Yeah. You score your first goal in Maple Leaf Garden. You score the goal, hands go up, and the shot goes to your parents. Right? So true. Do you There's know his I mean? parents in the stand. There, Kyle Crowley scored his first goal yeah, here yeah, in the Maple yeah. Leaf Gardens. There's Karen and Steve in the stands. Do you, do you get what I'm saying, Happy though? Like, like that <laughs> crowd. It's and, true. And, yeah, and it's back the to the real estate. So this is the, like like we've created this environment. And I don't know how it runs overseas, right? Like, uh, But we've created this environment in North America where you're maybe not without even realizing you're chasing the, the neighbors. You get like yep. with houses, and social media, keeping up with the every, Joneses, right? So every night you're scrolling through social media, right? Average person does it while they fall asleep, and they're just seeing everyone's perfect, 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 perfect life. Got to keep up, got to keep up, got to keep up. Like, look at James started the Millbrook Run Club. He's posting, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, 10k yeah. day, and I'm sitting there like, oh my god, I gotta do something with my life now. I gotta I go run. Like, it's true though. I even tagged Tyler. He tagged it. it feel bad. Talk about that watch running. you got. Okay, I love this watch. I've never been a watch guy. All my buddies are like, get the iPhone. Get, you know what? I don't want an iPhone watch. I don't want. No. I don't want to take calls. I take enough calls. I just want to get away from it. Cool, cool little watch. GPS on it. Lets you know how far you ran. Does your does your beats per minute, heartbeat, and that's about it. And then they, it's you a Casio. It's five hundred bucks. So you, Casio. Yeah, Casio uh, G Shock. So you can't spend five hundred bucks on a watch and then not go run. No. Like I used to. Like, so now I'm like I. I that's the motivation. <laughs> I miss it. I miss my watch so much. Like, you remember that time you went on the elk hunt and you worked out for six months before that? That was a good motivation. Same thing. You put yeah. a little bug. And I wore bag. that Garmin watch the whole time. GPS. Now that Phoenix though was like sixteen hundred dollar watch at the time when I had it, but it's it works. Me and Leanne were talking yeah. about. It. She wants. She's back into working out and stuff now, and yeah. she's like, I need a watch, and uh, because I want to keep my progress. And it's that little. If it's the littlest thing you need. Whether it's like a buddy holding you accountable, or even like that little thing on your wrist, anything yeah. that you can get help. I think the best thing is just buddies holding each other accountable. Yeah. Right? See, like, well, the, and that, the, like the that guy, that uh, you know what? Uh, having like a, gr- a great group of friends is what keeps you on yeah. point. It like takes one. Morning, sh- it I takes one shitty friend to poison the whole crew. But at this point yeah. in my life, yeah. I just stopped hanging out with those people. Yeah, you can't do that. 
Like I said it on our first podcast ever. I want to hang out with people who have bigger plans than just what they're doing this weekend. And like yeah, yeah, when yeah. I got friends who were like, oh, I haven't seen them in a while, and I know it's generally because they're busy. I don't take it personal. It's because they're busy. Whether they're working long hours, they're yeah. trying to raise families, doing big things, right? They're trying to get stuff done around their house. But when you see them like a month later, it's like you don't even miss a beat. I'm cool with that. I don't need to. I don't have like the fear of missing out anymore, or missing an event or a party. Like there's days where it's like, man, you want to just like stay home tonight because we're gonna we're gonna do a ton of stuff around the house tomorrow. And like you know, our days start at six thirty on a weekend now with the kids, or or you know, getting up and doing stuff not at noon when we before we had kids and we were sleeping in after a few beers. That's a good I mean? day. It's a good day. Yeah. No, it it, it it does change. Like I thought I'd miss tournament fishing. I don't at all. I miss fishing big time because I have I've only got it once this year. But I'm I, dying. I, I, when I, we going? I have a great. Oh, well, we can go whenever you want. Well, but we but I don't. I thought I would miss tournament fishing. That like I for, I I must have done it for fifteen years. You know, you know, up at three in the morning, go to Tim Hortons, get two breakfast sandwiches, get two cream <laughs> coffee, sausage, come and back, yeah, sausage, sausage. Oh, that's the best. come back, biscuit, four cheese bagel, oh, right, back, get the boat, go back to Tim Hortons, get coffee number two on the way, fish the tournament, come home. How do you stay out on the water without having to take a giant shit? Yeah, shit off that. Just off, mine. Right off the boat. You would never heard of an aqua head. aqua dump, eh? Did you go like waist down in or just no, off, lean over? One hand on the steering wheel, right? I read. Oh, I, I've read. Never like, miss. Like get it in. No nope, boat. No, nope, never. Good accuracy. I, uh, no, I like. No, well, it's just like it, it just becomes a thing, right? Like, like if I get up for an early morning hunt, I don't eat. I can't eat. Really? Because I'll just have to take a big shit. I, I, just think I, just, I just ruins stopped. The hunt. I just stopped hunting mornings because of it. So, uh, <laughs> I hate morning hunts. Sometimes we, we so it. we go to Brooklyn's parents in Dunsford, right? Idea. This is a good one. Cal's we go to uh, they get up no, super early. Her parents get up at five o'clock. We I gotta drive Brooklyn. This is during COVID. Uh, I gotta drive Brook home and then I gotta go to work. I get to about Millbrook, the roundabout, and I've gotta go so bad. Right, and I'm in the truck thinking Ready about like th- this. This is going to be a relationship tester here when I fall. How did over. we get on this topic? I'm going to talk. About it. As far as I'm concerned, let's go back. To no, the as far as I'm concerned, club. girls don't poop. Okay, just leave it at there that. We go. Let's get back to the uh, run club here. So tomorrow morning, speaking of motivation, I'm not going. Surrounding yourself around. I'm going to London. People. That's okay, Kyle. So I got a buddy of mine, Kenyon Wallace, journalist. Shout out, journalist for the Toronto Star. Big shout out to Kenyon. He's showing up at my house. 6.30. 6.30. We got a 10-kilometer schedule through the Ganaraska Forest. Up and down both ways. Good hill run. Yep. I think. So it's only, it's the two of us in the club right now. Okay. But we <laughs> were. Just two of just you. Humble beginnings. I got it. Keep going. I got we, a challenge for you. We were, we were blessed by the presence of a good friend of ours. The big, the big strutter himself. Tom Whiteway. Big Tom Whiteway. He was just TF. texting me right now. He was just texting Busy. me right Who's Tom Whiteway? Right big TF. Oh, he's oh, a great he's a guy. Covered in prison tats, did some time, but he's a good guy. <laughs> so he's a cop in Peterborough. He's a beauty of a guy. He just moved to Millbrook uh, this summer. He, he inspired the run club? No, no. So he joined. He's a third member. Oh, okay. So he can't. He's a big unit, too. Like, he's, what, 6'5", 250? Basically, Killian one punch kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not the type of guy that, uh, if you're a bad guy, he's the type of cop you don't want. Yeah, he's like gotcha. the cop. You're yeah, like, I mean, like, you don't he's show like, up. He'd be a cop in the 50s. Gotcha. 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 Rough so, and tumble. So we got three of us now in the club, looking yep. for more members. Always expanding. How do you how do you join the club? You Starting a mountain bike. Club? You just show up and run. Listener, listener, how, how, do, how do the listeners? What if I get a, you got a Facebook group? I could probably only run like no, one kilometer right now with my knees until I build them up. Just 
look up Beauty Real Estate and uh, I'll answer. That's crazy. You know what? Good for you. So I have a challenge for your run club, okay? I have okay. a challenge. Whoa. Yeah. It's a good go. challenge. And, okay, how many kilometers is my house to your house on road? Uh, okay, well, I So we're talking, like, we're not going to say where you live. You're not going to say where I live, but what do you think it is? From my house to Penn in Janaraska is yeah. about seven kilometers. Okay. So that's probably another five to yours. Then. So, so through the Ganny, you think you could run to my place? Alright, I want to see the run club do that one day, and I'll be waiting with you with cold beverages. That's it? And a ride home? Are you going to do it with us? you got to do it with us. Buddy, yeah, maybe <laughs> on my side-by-side, -side, I'll follow you. And, yeah, you see that megaphone over there? I'll be yelling at you. Let's go, let's go. But I think that's a pretty far tour. Uh, I'm going to Google yeah. Earth it tonight. Well, from my house to the Ganaraska Forest Center is 17. And I think your house is, is east of the Forest Center. Yes, so it'd be for a, sure. Yeah, it'd be a bit closer. So it's a doable. Like right. I, did, I did 10 yesterday. I did 5 today. Before October, I want to see it happen. Let's do it. That's, not, that's, that's a challenge. And, and you know what? I'm okay, in. deal. So you run it. I don't have the knees to do it. But I will challenge myself because I'm going to start can, riding my bike. Me. I'm going to bike to your house too one day. Perfect. Really? I'll scout Perfect. your route out on the bicycle. Yeah, we got to find out the route through the Gany. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'll, get, I'll let you do the shortest route. But at least... The, I, you know why I always love like snowmobiling? Because I always had a destination. I feel like running, if I had a destination, would be more fun than like running yeah. in circles. Or just like you need a goal. Destination. Like I can't. Yeah, you right? need like, a goal. It's easier to do apart. anything yeah. if you have a goal. So, like right? my wife, she got the new exercise bike. You know the fancy one there. Oh, oh what's it called? Whatever. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Peloton. Peloton? No, Peloton? it's Peloton? like the different Peloton? version of that. Same idea. Were you didn't get her the subscription? The cheap version. You yeah, cheap. You're making three hundred grand a year. Okay. And you couldn't. I'm going on record right now saying I did not make. Okay, so anyways, jeez. Any up, Kyle, let's go. Yeah. Okay, 5%? Buddy, I'm gonna, my wife's the sugar mama. I'm Two and a half, I think. My okay. wife's going to be the sugar mama. So anyways. That's right. What I'm saying Shout here, Shout out though, to Leanne. What Shout I'm saying here, though, is that Hi, she's like, you should use the bike, you'll love it. And I tried it once, and I, like, fell off the seat. Like, I hate the exercise bike, right? I can't sit there. Like, I can't use an elliptical. I can't use an exercise bike. But if I go outside, I could do it for hours. I hate being in one spot. Watch oh, it's TV. horrible. I can't yeah. do it. I can't. Gyms. That's why we started the run me. club. Like in the winter. Oh, run club. So in the winter, I'm hoping to like, Just like where I live now, I'm around. Like, All you need to do to get motivated. Snow shoeing. Cross country skiing. Leanne, bullshit. Leanne bought Kyle uh, an elk hunt. Yeah. High in the mountains yeah. where he's got to walk there. He will Dude, train. You know I mean? We were so close to going elk hunting this year. Yeah. I was so close. Can we I plan so a nice hunt soon? Like a, like a bear hunt or something? I'm going bear hunting next year. We should go. We'll bring Ian. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go to our spot. Three of us should go. I will. We'll, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll go to the Chapelot. We'll see. If, we'll see if Josh wants to come to you. But we'll go yeah. to Chapelot again. Yeah. Oh, I said on the air. Grid. There's no cell phone service. Hey, yeah. don't everybody so ignore good. that. We're not going to that spot. That's not where we hunt at all. <laughs> you edit that, <laughs> please. But we'll go on the bear hunt. It's so much. We'll fun. I would like to do and that. And the pike good, fishing's good awesome. Pike fishing. Yeah, great pike yeah. fishing. Yeah. Nice. And walleye fishing. If you get the right. Probably bring up a dinghy or something and like a little. Well, we just gotta plan better. We can take my boat. My. I got a duck boat. No, no, his, duck your duck boat's perfect. Yeah, and we gotta take yeah. two trucks and okay. smaller trailers, like a boat and a smaller trailer. Not like how we did it. You got one side was, by side. That was cool. Though, you, yeah, but we did one side by we, side. That's we it. Went we didn't even get into how James is a uh, a killer. A okay, I want. So this is where I was gonna go at. We kind of got off track, right? We did. We got, we got off track. So I was talking about when I said uh, like people coming out to the country during the pandemic. So correct me if I'm wrong. James, you were like kind of a city boy growing up. Yeah, I'm born Came in Scarborough. Out. Guy's like a full people. homesteader now. It has a massive okay, Ferguson okay. tractor. Talk this. I got to have a whiz. Okay. Go. So, oh, no, we got to pause it because, like, oh, you're going to add oh, to the story. Oh. Okay. 
No, you have to. You have to be here for this. You got to be here for this. So anyway, you're sitting there now, and you're like the full homesteader life. You guys are like hunting and harvesting animals on your land. You're raising your gardens. Tell us about like the last, was it seven years now? Five years. Five years now. You guys, tell us about like the whole experience of like changing your family's lifestyle. It's been the best five years of my life, hands down. Uh, It's almost hard to put into words how beneficial the move has been to myself and and more importantly, my kids and the family. Raising your family. Yep. And and you know, it seems like when you're not living, when you're just living in the suburbs or you're living in the city, you have this kind of mystical uh, version of what living out in the rural communities is like. So, But it's very doable. It's very attainable as long as you have the willpower to, to do it. So, like, exactly. So, like, little experiences your kids don't get. So, let's take my new place, for example. I grew up, my mom always had a raspberry patch. Every house knew about that. We move into this place now. we got a huge raspberry patch. So, we're out there, like, picking Maybe. raspberries. Lila, my daughter, is picking raspberries. Those are like little things, and I'm realizing this now as I wake up every morning and I drink my coffee and I look out the window and I see like the horses and stuff. Those are little things like I took for granted growing up. So like I, to me, that's an everyday experience. Yeah, 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 like something yeah. as dumb as picking raspberries, yeah. planting Most a garden. Most people don't have that. Oh, but you know what? It's like, not like it's not the same as going to a berry farm and doing it. It's like no. you're raising yeah, your yeah, property. Yeah. Not, like there's all sorts of things. Yeah. You know, uh, we used to have a huge cattle farm. And I caught a ton of hay in my life and grew a ton of big bales. And I really took for granted that smell of cow shit and, like, summer. Do you know what the I mean? Smell like of summer is the best. Like the old, we used to have Love an it. old, like, uh, 76 uh, Ford tractor, big Ford tractor yeah. uh, cap on it. I I can vividly remember swinging the doors open of that thing and just the smell of the farm hitting you and just being like, I love Oh, it's it. a dream. See, like, it's every, every morning I wake up and I'm just in absolute heaven. I said this before, like, every kid should work on a farm for a bit, just to understand sure. it. Understand, like, they're not bad people. They're not just, like, raising these animals bad or crap. Whatever. I, I have a great story. But, Here, but, uh, but let me finish this. Sorry, okay, one, yeah, yeah. one second. Oh, I lost my train of thought now. Where was I going with this? Anyways, okay, here's where I was going. Nowadays, like, you, a farmer needed to bail a, a wagon of hay unloaded. There'd be, like, 19 of us kids lined up for literally $7 an hour to do yep. it. My friends now literally can't find teenagers to unload hay in the Millbrook area. Like they put they up a post hire on Facebook. Me. They can't even find kids who yeah. want to work now to unload hay wagons. Yeah. And speaking of farmers being bad people, I can remember when my son is nine years old. I was probably eight or nine years old. We're loading cattle trailers to go to Cookstown. And I was crying because I, I, I didn't want them to go, right? right? And I remember my grandfather coming over to me and putting his arm around me, little guy. Tears run down my face because I, I, I didn't think it was fair that we were doing this, right? And him being like, uh, it's all right to be upset. It's all right to cry. If you, you weren't upset and you didn't cry, I'd think there was something wrong with you. He's like, I'm upset yep. too, yep. but here's what we did. We, we, treated, we treated them fairly. We raised them really well. We fed them, and now they're going to feed us because yep. this is what's going to buy you back to school clothes, and this is what's going to pay the, the heating bills, and this is what's going to fix the tractor. Those are great values to instill upon children. You just give yeah. them a more grounded approach for the rest of their Even lives. Even like the basic skills – like what the country does for growing up. And by the way, like we're not knocking anybody that doesn't live in the country. So like we're just saying like how fortunate we are. Speak for yourself. Right? I'm kidding. No, no, I'm being serious. And I'm the kind of person like anybody who is like, I have no idea how a farm works. I'd love to come out for a day tour. I'd love to take you. I'd love to educate you and whatever and I you know, be a steward of the land. But what I'm saying is like the little things like growing up on a farm or with a, tr- a dad who's a trades guy or anything like just a 
ability to right? like learn things and yeah. fix stuff, right? Like little things like I'm not a mechanic or anything, but I know how to use that basic list. Or I know like when a situation goes wrong, I know I gotta look at it, analyze it, and work the problem. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that aren't ever in that situation because there's nothing in their house that can really go wrong besides like a plumbing issue. So yeah, yeah. Like they're not yep. like oh yep. fence bro. Yeah. You know, Tractors you, down. What do live, we do? When you live rurally, you're more connected with your with the environment and your surroundings. You're com- connected with the land. You're connected with the animals that live near you that you that you eat and that you raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just an experience that you don't necessarily There's get living special. in the city. Um, and just growing up like that, like I think I, I think I talked about my kids. my grandfather sitting and, and, and enjoying like stars and his his field. And ever oh, yeah. since then, like, and the stars are amazing. Uh, if, if I ever end up somewhere where I can just sit in the field on an old wooden chair and just sit there, yeah, and I remember you saying that, yeah, right. And and, and, I, and I, when I was his age, I thought, like when I was younger, passed away when I was twenty-five. So before that, I thought he was batshit crazy. I like. I was like, how could uh, I didn't understand it? I was yeah. so like speedy, yeah. speedy. Like I, yeah. I would be somebody who rushed through feeding cattle. Right, I would be somebody who well, you uh, probably had because of my ADHD. I would pull up to a, a a field, and if there was 46 bales of hay, big bales of hay, I would figure out in my head how many do I have to get on this trailer to make this the quickest as I. I remember driving like uh, six, then another uh, four on top, then one on there, and two on the forks. Like everything my our new hauling tractor had. Because I, just do you get what I, what right? Just because the if I did this right? four times, we were going to take one trip out of this. Just working the hydraulics. Right? I remember, yeah, I can remember snow. like bales of hay dragging because the forks went left it high enough, right? <laughs> so like, I think too, like part of it, like living in the country, and this is like probably all neighborhoods in the city too, but I really find like country neighbors like work together. It's more like a community, yeah, right? Is, yeah. Like, you know, you're sure. really close. Yeah, you're I, really yeah, yeah. close if your neighbor has grown up with us yeah. on the farm. All the farmers help each yeah. other out. They're loaning equipment or yeah. fixing or borrowing. Even where I move now, like, um, we got some great neighbors beside us. We've met some people. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. already we the help, conversation. So like, we they, wel- they welcome Ozzie, us. Like, yeah, Ozzie Westlake like, lived on the farm across the road from us, whose property connects to Shemong Lake. And he was the, uh, the chief of the fire station in Bridge North forever. And maybe the toughest man I ever met. Into his 70s, he might have been the toughest man I ever met. So when I was like 13, 14, 15, I always used to get sent to his house because they had less cattle than us, but they had more hay. So we'd buy hay, small bales of hay for them all the time. So I would drag our F-150 back down there, and I would load the, the, the truck up and drive it back to our place and unload and just do that all day, right? And old Ozzy had come out and sit in this lawn chair. You know, like the woven lawn chair? Yeah, those <laughs> right? are awesome. He never once got up to help me. But he'd sit there and talk to me, right? And, and he would remind me every trip that if he wanted to, he could get up and beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> right? Farm boy strength. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a real thing. Like, like so I'm not even kidding you. So we used to and he, I was probably like 23, and I would go down there, and I had like six-pack. All I did was work on the farm. He's 70 years old, and I probably stood a good eight inches taller than that man. And he, there was not a gl- – and I knew that if he got up, he could probably take me. Like and it's oh, yeah. not even shitting you. Oh, yeah. Old man strength. Old man strength is a true thing. I right? believe in old man strength. <laughs> right. My grandpa, like my one, was a like a you know he worked at GM, but he's Nova Scotia, but like always yeah, yeah. My other grandpa, he's will they be eighty six, eighty five right now? I think both of them. He still works on the farm every day with my dad. He rent. He came and helped us move in. Gramps. Yeah, Gramps. Yeah. Like he like he'll yeah. never he's stop. A 
and when he does, and you don't want him to stop. That's yeah. when like the day. Yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. But he and they just love it, and it's different. And like he won't miss a beat. He'll do everything in his ability until he's like, I can't do that. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Like, um, I, I so in between him telling me how like he kicked the shit out of me, he would tell me old farm stories. I'd load bales of hay, and he'd just tell me stories, right? And then I'd run back to the house on load, and then I come back, and you know he, I think he had a cane back. Too, and he'd, well, he'd, he'd wobble it. He'd have beat me with he that cane. To. He had 22 over the door, too. See, I love Always. Yeah. I hey, love guys, it. Before cane. I forget, I brought something for you guys. No way. Okay. What'd you So while he's grabbing that out, can I keep one quick thing, James? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I love old farm stories. I yeah. love history, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone saw my Apple box, my Apple box post on my Instagram. But anyways, I love history of farms. Like, where I move now, I'm trying to find all the history on I can. And James, I wish we had a video right now. What the what heck is are that? those? Is that you got? Okay. Is that morale? So, I've been on a pretty serious health kick since I moved to Norway. Since I know what this is. Okay, it's all, you know, I like to grow my own food. I raise my own meat. I hopefully have some successful hunts. Is it you? Usually do. Um, <laughs> well, look at the frame. <laughs> I, I, I usually I had do. To throw that in. I usually Sorry. do. Uh, okay, so we're looking at uh, Chaga. This, this James is talking Chaga. all about this one. That's cool. So, Chaga grows only on birch trees. So we're going to take a picture okay. of this and post it on the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll go to onpoint underscore underscore podcast dot com. Or, or, or in this Instagram, not dot com. This so is chocolate. Keep going. I'm so interested in this. It's essentially just a mushroom. Okay. Right. So you, har- you harvest it only in the winter when it's been below zero for about 30 days straight. It's absolutely loaded with antioxidants. Really? Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of information uh, on the internet you can look up about it. It has all sorts of benefits to it. Um, it has like a hundred thousand times the amount of antioxidants that a blueberry would have, for example. Okay? Look so at you, that. you drink it in a tea. I mean, maybe not a hundred thousand, but like okay, So what, what are we doing with this? Okay. Drinking in a tea. Okay, so this this is the chunk of it now. So what you do... Can, can I grab a piece? Yeah, grab it. Like, here. Okay, can that's I That's yours. Yeah, I got so much of this at home. Okay. My whole forest is full of it. Okay, no so birch trees. Okay, so what yeah. am I what am White I doing birch. with this? Okay, so right now it's about the size of a, a pool ball. Okay. Yep. So you're gonna you're gonna grab a, a towel or something, wrap it up in the towel, get yep. a hammer, just smash it. You want it to be about the size of say juju. It's crazy. Okay. Like okay. it, ha- it has. Then, then you make a tea from it. It has no smell. Nope. I mean this is dried now. That that I harvested last winter. Okay. So time out. So you pick it off the trees in the winter yeah. and then yeah. you dry it like just in your house or. Yeah. You can. But it's got to be cold. You have to harvest it when it's cold because the tree's gone dormant and all the all the goodness is only in the mushroom when it's. This is cool. It's stored. This the, is really cool. I'm all excited the en- about it. All the energy is stored in the mushroom when when the tree's dormant. So okay. So this can help with all sorts of issues, joint pain. Uh, it's said to cure cancer or at least be a preventative of cancer. Yeah. Uh, there's a famous author, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. No. No. He wrote the Gulag Archipelago, which is one of the most famous books, probably in mankind, because it single-handedly helped to um, help the fall of the Soviet Union. Really? That, that one book. So he claims he cured himself while in the gulags from Chaga. And I love that author, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I'm going to look it up. If you're into communism. We're still going to be the next you Joe Rogan. don't like communism, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's your guy because he lived through it, got thrown in the gulag. Anyhow, you know what? This is probably the coolest present I've ever got. 
It's a, I got it's the rare. cool present. You know what? What's the fact that you get a guess? I've <laughs> been in the forest with James. Like, we've been walking around your property, and we talk about this, and I've seen you pick it. Yeah. Coyote hunting and stuff. Yeah. But I've never tried it, but, like, lately I've been, like, getting into more, like, the self-efficient stuff, and now I'm looking forward to trying this. And well, I'm probably going to try it. And I'm if you want to be healthy, tomorrow. like, instead of, like, in the evening, instead of having a couple beers in the evening or having that snack, just have a couple cups of, of chaga tea. I'm going to go, I'm gonna, go I'm to bed on that. Okay, so how much? Right? So, so uh, you said break this up in the juju yeah, size. Yeah, how yeah, many yeah. jujubes do I need for a cup of tea? Maybe. So what you're going to do is you're going to fill I up. I feel like James is a drug dealer, and I just got the first hit for free. I Stopped them, I'm pretty sure. Did no, I? no, I walked past, and then and Allie, 
Holly's like, hey, James, there's a young guy there shooting bows. Don't you want to shoot a bow? I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah. So then Allie drags me back, and then so is, we, is this young young uh, Chad? So I started doing the sales pitch, right? So yeah, I was yeah. like, what's up? And I still be like, what's up? We started talking. You guys want to try a bow? So we have like a five-foot shooting lane. It's just to like, oh, get the Oh, this is like the, uh, no the caliber day. No, elite. Elite oh, archery. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. Compound bow. Okay, yeah. So anyways, I'm like, you guys hunt. So long story short, we have a conversation. He's like, well, I want to really get into it. I just bought a farm. I'm like, oh, nice. Like, where did you buy? He's like, ah, it's some small town. You've probably never heard of it. It's 200 acres, but you've probably never heard of it. I'm like, well, try me. He's like, Millbrook. And I'm like, we're going to be best buds. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, was like, and I I'm need like, a place to sit this yeah. long. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm from Millbrook. He's like, what? Like, so we no ended way. up. No we way. gave each other numbers. He moved in. He texted me. We went out one time for the fall. We only went out for one hunt that year. James was completely new. He went out. This is like December hunt. This is muzzleloader. Yeah. So he puts me up. He inherited this unbelievable property. He's done a ton of work to it since, and he's hung some stands and stuff. Really good job. But there was this food plot, this big tower stand yeah. that was there. Yeah. So it's like December. James has bought himself a crossbow. Nice. I don't even know if you've ever sat before this point. Maybe. Long story maybe short. Like once or twice, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I think, don't even remember. But we hung a stand that year. We hung a stand, I think, but we never ended up sitting. Anyways, long story short, muzzleloader's here. It's beautiful night. It's like something out of a movie. It's snowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember this yeah. clear as day because yeah. I had this vision like, I'm going to go to James's house and this big buck's going to walk across this food deer. plot in the snow. And you just know it. So James is like, all right, well, I'll go. So James comes out in like a camel hoodie, blue jeans, rubber blue boots. Jeans. Goes oh, yeah. all the way to the back of the property. Yeah, yeah. With his crossbow. Right? <laughs> I get back. I sat the whole night, saw nothing. I get back. He comes out of the garage. He's like, yeah, I saw it for like 35 minutes. So I got cold, right? Right. Then next year he shoots his first. Next year you shot your first year. Yeah. Shot and then a nice he started little, shooting nice big little six point and, deer. And then you shot a big buck pretty much every year since. Every then. year since. But the point being is, it's just funny how like you meet some of your best buddies in the most random situations. One hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like, met. Look you, at you. Look how we met. I, I met we met through the first like a, time like I met Ian. It was I thought he was the biggest asshole. <laughs> where Where did we meet? <laughs> the first you, time. You called oh. me. And you're like, I want a sponsorship deal. I'm like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Excuse my language. <laughs> you pissed me off so bad. You pissed me off. And I think we've learned a little bit since. I think you've since. told me that story before. I think we've learned a little bit since then about each other. But And then we got to meet in person. And we yeah, got yeah. to know Ian. I'm like, okay, actually, you know, we became good buddies. Like, good yeah, buddies. yeah, yeah. I consider both of you guys good buddies. And it's just so funny, though, how, like, first impressions and stuff changes. But it's funny. Yeah. And that's why it, I always it, say it, people, it, talk it, to everybody. Meet everybody. A hundred percent. Well, no, yeah. I, so we talked. I remember this now. We talked, and then we didn't speak for a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because and I then, dem- I demanded too much from the start. But then Ian would just. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, but, but I, Ian I, would, I, you I put I, up a bad vibe. So for all you well, potential, no, 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 no. for all you potential so, sponsors listening, here's, here, here's, here's the no, thing. Here's, here's Ian's trick. I'm going to show you. Ask you ask for the moon. No, you don't. Right. And then, <laughs> and then when they're like, no, you're like, I'll show you over the next year. Right. And and and. In a roundabout way, it all worked out. So basically, he can say he got himself on my radar, maybe. But Ian does this thing more. All you, works. all you potential sponsors. Yeah, he's so persistent. Like, you have to block his number. Yeah. And he'll yeah. just text him, hey, man, what's up? What are you doing today? Nothing even better. What are you, like, who is this guy? And then you have a conversation, and then you have another one. And then he became buddies, 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 whatever. But man, you're a persistent uh, little guy. I'm going to need 26 combos. That's where this gets to. <laughs> no. How about that average Jake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw me a bone here. Yeah, anyways, it's funny, though, like, how, you, how like, stuff evolves. And, like, I always tell people, like, like let's take your situation. I got in the outdoors late. You got in the outdoors late in life, too. We all did. We I, all I, 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 st- I always fished, right? but it was forever until yeah. I hunted. I've only yeah. hunted for maybe, like, six or seven years.
call the outdoors now as in like hunting and, and gathering and gardening and living off the land. Let's yeah, call it that. Everything. Yeah. We yeah. all got into it later in life here. I keep telling people like it's not too late. Like five years goes by so quick. Oh, but, for yeah, sure. Right? Five years goes yeah. by so quick. So like don't sit there and say, oh, I started. It's, it's, like, it's you never too late to try anything new or, anything. or meet new yeah. people or like no. life. Here's a. Um, if you don't like the room you're in, find a new room. 100%. And I was talking about this actually today. Right, uh, a year ago, I was very unhappily in a relationship, and you wouldn't believe how much things had changed in a year. Do you, do you get what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't even have Casey yet a year ago, right? And like, to think about, no, I guess I did that silly dog. Uh, she would have, like, but do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's amazing year by year. Like, if you think about a year by year and how like five years changes, and like, uh, there was a time, there was a time when I was totally like. Uh, I grew up like at the farm. Nobody at the farm hunted. We didn't hunt. Farmers right? just don't hunt because it's a busy hunt, time here, spring and fall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I never even thought about getting a hunt. The only reason why I ever got a hunting license, I listened to Rogan a lot because I was driving so much from fishing. Yeah. Um, and he did, he did just got into hunting too. But, and he, right? but he was talking about archery. And I thought, yeah. I'm going to buy a bow just for something to do that's not fishing. I, I still feel this way today. Like, there's sometimes, like, my life is so involved in fishing. There's sometimes, like, this is the beauty of this show. We haven't talked about fishing at all. Right. Do you get what right. I mean? Like, yeah. we, we just talked. It's just a bunch of guys sitting around talking about life. I'm going to make some weird tea now. Chaga tea. Do you, do you get what I mean? Like, Might give you it, it's on. a nice break. As much as, as much no. as I like, <laughs> as much as I love fishing. <laughs> I was like, give me some now. No, I got that. As much as I love fishing, it's nice to have a break. For so, sure. Like, look, and, and that, was, that was the whole thing about honey. I, I listened to Rogan. I bought a bow. I really enjoyed shooting. And then I saw Steve Ranella, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll yeah. give the hunting They're so a thing. Cool. Yeah. Like, like my Steve Ranella is, is Kyle Crowley. Wow. You know? Oh, like I'm blushing. I, wow. I used blushing. to call him my hunting dad. I'm five years older than him. Yeah. Like, hey, How old are you? Uh, I'll be 36 next week. I, I turned 39 in a couple weeks. Yeah. And he'd be like, don't call me what my are you hunting 12? dad. Like, <laughs> 18. Yeah. But like, me like meeting Kyle, uh, he helped me. Grow as a hunter. Yeah. Uh, and then through Kyle, I met I met you. Yeah. Met the guys at East Hill. Yeah. Uh, I've met some of the Catch and Deers guys. Yeah. Um, like our buddy Adam Clancy. Met you. Tom Whiteway. Adam Clancy. Eh? I'm Your a Clancy. neighbors, huh? Paul Gibby. Is it a Clancy? Is it a Clancy with me? I'm a Clancy. No, eh? Adam. He's a good dude. I'm a Clancy. Oh really? Yeah. I'm a Clancy. So Are Kyle's done a lot yeah. for me growing so in the sport. And th- just last year, um, I was lucky enough to get another hunter. I remember you uh, brought him to the store. Jamie. Yes, Jamie brought him to the store. Yes. Shout out to Jamie Denier and his wife, Erin, and their three beautiful children. Jamie got his hunting license on October 31st of 2020. I, no way. Fourth shit. I remember. Shit. Fourth sit. Sit. Asshole. Doesn't this kid, on, I think it was on Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday. I remember it you guys coming to the store. It was Tuesday of the second week. Right, because yeah. he only started on the Monday. I was looking at those pictures yesterday. Tuesday, second week, his fourth sit. Third set. Third sit. Morning. Doesn't he just shoot a beautiful, mature, beautiful. mature it was a big eight, wasn't grizzly it? eight point? Like oh, white face. Thick, man. Thick. I got the video of him, so Dude. I was going through my phone. It's I on Kyle's Instagram, the deer. And I have the video just of him. Yeah, I remember you coming in the store. Well, we'll post the video on this. We'll post you, but the thing didn't you there. shoot a deer and then buy a, uh, a 20 gauge slug gun? After oh, 12, the fight? 12. 12. No, no, that same, no, no. That same day, no. I shot another nice eight point. No, 20. 20 gauge. 
20 gauge. You bought a 20 silver. That's the one, one I wanted. Oh, I, oh, oh yeah, here's yeah, James. Yeah. Here's I how bought, James. I bought one. The next know, day. Don't yeah. ever let James. I remember that. Don't That's ever let good. James work cameras. And then, and then no, you no. wanted an AR. Here's, here's my own yes, plan. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't ever. Don't ever let James <laughs> run the cameras or tell you what you can't. So like this buck James shot was like the week before the gun hunt was at the stand like every day. And James is sending me pictures and I'm like, we should just go shoot that thing. We were waiting for the gun hunt. James is like, nah, too small. Like second we <laughs> gun hunt. There it is. Boom! <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that's that deer. <laughs> and it is a nice deer. Is that the one I got or the one Jamie got? You got. Okay. I don't think we ever had the one Jamie got on camera. No, but that one you got is no. the one. Remember you were yeah. sending me That pictures? was the one that was hanging around. Yeah, he was hanging yeah. around there or whatever yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and every time, like I spent a lot of time in that stand and in Jamie's, any time I decide to switch a stand or make a move, someone shoots a deer. Every yeah. time. Like in, in that, all fairness. That's my Dude, entire, I got that, the worst luck that, in the that's world. That's entirely yeah. my... Yeah. So uh, last year, opening morning, I, I and so being at East Hill, the deer hunt is obviously our busy time, right? So I can't just be there all the time. I, I'm like hunting in the morning, then making it to East Hill for 10, then leaving at 3, right? Yeah. Opening morning, I'm sitting in uh, my ground blind, right? Overlooking uh, Beanfield, uh, where I sat the next 13 days in a row. That morning, I get a cell cam picture, the big 8 standing there. At like 20 minutes before shooting mount, like, right? Time ticks away, so get, and, I, and I just keep getting photo after photo. Right. Where are you at this point? I'm probably 150 yards away. Oh, so you're there. I'm, I'm there. Wow. Like, I know he's there. Yeah, that's the worst thing about cell cam. Bear soul is supposed to be in the box blind, right? That's the agreement we had the night before. So, shooting hours come. He's still standing there. He's looking at the camera now, right? And I'm looking at the pictures, and I text Dave. And I'm like, Dave, why don't you shoot, right? And I get a text message back from Adam, who's like, Dave had a little too much fun tonight. He didn't go. He stand there. I early right? bird gets the worm. I sat time. there the next thirteen days, twice a day, and he never showed up. He, knew, he must have known you were there. This year, hunting will be like I'll sit in a stand for three days, and James will be like, Kyle, can you just like move? Because if I move, the whole system will work. <laughs> Everything will come I got together a dough for tag. us. I fixed this. I got a dough well, tag. That, did I? The results come out? No. I was gonna say I didn't think they did. I'm a positive thinker. Okay, so here's another thing. So dough tag seventy three. Yep. Like it's almost guaranteed you get 80%. one. Eighty percent. Okay, so this is I've pulled once in eleven years. Yeah, my buddies don't, and I've applied every year. And my buddies like, what's? Like, I'm at the point where I was gonna call the M and R. Like, what is yeah. going on? Here? I've never not pulled a goat. Yeah, my guys, same with my buddies at the goat yard and stuff. They all pull. So do you think this is a universe thing? Wrapping back. I think Kyle's got a. Like, is this my bad? My elk, my elk hunts for everything. I have bad luck. I'm in the right place, right time, and I have more big buck stories than anybody. You know what, Kyle? I'm just so gonna, I'm gonna lend you the book. So, like, do you look, it's like, an easy book. It's an easy. No, read. leave it to me. I'm gonna give it to you. My neighbor, read. my new neighbor, lent me a book, Jay, and uh, I'm gonna install. But it's great. I'll lend it to you too, and it's a little trade book. Law of attraction coming your way. Yeah, do it. I actually know where it is because I'm not gonna jinx it. But I want you to ask me. We'll have James back on the podcast because we yeah, have we so will. much to discuss with you, and you're good. I want you after hunting season. I want you to remember this moment. What I'm envisioning, and we'll talk about it. But I'm not saying it out loud. Okay. A new rear tool. You guys don't ever ask me if there's deer around because I'm superstitious and I got a whole thing in my I'm head. I'm superstitious so don't ask me. too. Yeah? Yeah. But this I was zero superstition. Really? Oh my god, I gotta oh, be careful yeah, what leg I put in my pants first. Uh, I'm, I'm what about uh, our turkey hunt this spring? That was awesome. <laughs> we, we did a reaper to nice Jake. 
I heard about this story. That's well, that right. one. Me and James kill a lot of turkeys. Yeah. I, even on, o- on a, a was it opening day that that we went together and I, I slept in. Yeah. But then I, I did a two on some crows and it went from my house to where Kyle. No, was. it wasn't opening day. It was a couple of days after because I was out yeah. opening day of Josh. So some people are all the lot. Oh man! So we had two. We had three gorgeous toms come out. And I have like a new gun. And yeah. I love my yeah, gun. Yeah. And it has the AccuTrigger in it. Yeah. And I didn't set it yet. So I like go, James goes, go for a double. And I like, I don't pull it hard enough. And I'm like, gun doesn't, doesn't go, go off. And I'm like, you're kidding me. We could have a nice double. He got a beauty. Anyways, but we had a lot of fun. And then we that reapered was a nice time. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of fun around here. Adam's shooting that giant. The he, he, he has horseshoes too. Yeah. I love deer hunting because I love the camaraderie of it. Love so it, yeah. when it, like, I, I, I love field goose hunting. Because of the camaraderie of like, man, I had a blast. And when you have a good one, the action is oh. awesome. Nothing beats like geese yeah. cupping in. Oh. I honestly though, if I'm gonna hunt one thing, it's wood ducks. I never done that. We'll go wood duck hunting this year. Well, you've been to the wood duck pond. Yeah. But we did mallards that day. It wasn't yeah. woodies, right? Yeah. But it doesn't. It dries up, so it's a tile drainage pond. Gotcha. So some years it dries up, but this year, all the rain, it's gonna go. It's gonna be good. I I, I like I like the like the. I like the chatting of like goose hunting, like sitting around joking. Dave's coffin blind, right? I, I yeah, really like that. Did he listen to that podcast last week? I don't week? know. He didn't say anything. I'm going to duck some. He probably doesn't even know we have a show. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let's but, be honest here. But uh, I don't know. Like this one's going late. I think we should have James back. We should have James back. We'll have him back in a few I'll episodes. Back. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So we've been talking the whole night. We've friend, been, friend, we, of the the friend of the show. Friend of the show. Two episodes. Casey has been in her house all night. For duck ready? blind. She's getting ready, eh? Right, Man, I gotta get Hank back on point too. Have you started at all? No, we always start like August. Uh, dude, I've been so busy with moving stuff, but now like we'll get back on. It'll be a program. So like I'm gonna start getting him in shape because he's gonna run with me while I mountain bike. Yep. And then we'll start doing like his drills, his blind retrieves. But I think I'm going to spend a ton of time on blood trailing. No way. I always did a little bit with him, but we've never put him on like a kill. Really, we did look for a couple deer. Yeah. Like, well, you and, you me, and I, me, but for one, not never enough blood. Gotcha. But I'm going to like work really hard, like go to a butcher, get cow blood, whatever I can do, get deer hide. I'm really gonna work. We have that. antlers then, and like, work too. Yeah, and my thing, he's found sheds. But yep. my thing is that even if I shoot a deer and I know exactly where that deer is laying, or like if you guys shoot a deer, yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as you want to walk up and get it, I need you to call me and say, can you just bring the dog so the dog can find it? Because once he learns, if he finds, she's everything. lived a pretty lax life for the last six months. How old is she? Uh, she she'll be Year two uh, two on November first. Okay, and that's a German short hair pointer. pointer. In the last two weeks, we've shortened up the like. Hey, we're gonna start listening again. James just raised his guard dog. What do you raise? Don't ever try raccoons. <laughs> his dog will rip you apart. What do you got? Not the kid. It's the friendliest <laughs> dog in the world. It just it hates just me. Doesn't like Kyle for some reason. It's because he shows up at five a.m. Yeah, yeah. I show up five a.m. What kind of dog is it? What kind of dog is it? It's a Maremma sheep dog. Oh, okay. So it's the yeah, Italian yeah. version. You know what? So at, it's a good like coyote. After uh, you guys want to know, after Casey passes, uh, we've done our thing. I'm You're already I, thinking about that. I I think the next dog I'm gonna get is uh, a, a Rocco Italiano, bird dog. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What is, what is that even? What kind of? Dog it's like a bigger, lazier version of that. Perfect. You want bigger though? Yeah. He's a big guy. Look at him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know. She the the best part about her is she'll fit like right in the front of my my uh, lay down blind. She gets in there and just goes to sleep. You shoot right over top of her. She doesn't even flinch. See, like Hank's a good size lab too, because he's doesn't not care. Not like nothing. <laughs> Everyone always tells me like some guys call Hank small or he 
he's other people dog. say he's in shape, but he's not. I keep saying him because he's not like he's the, a very tall. But lab. he's not the. But there's the labs way bigger than him. But I said he's not like the overweight American bred house yeah, yeah. lab. He's like fit, like usually fit, ready to go. Like he's a you know comes from a line of duck dogs. Like he's a size like they're originally supposed to be. It's just well, everybody has these. We had a, we we labs. were awfully worried about the two of them to get together. They like to fight. Hank loves. Oh really? Like they, they, they oh. So here's the thing. We should do. Uh, uh, Casey will go and bite the back of Hank's legs because yeah. Casey is way faster than Hank. But when Hank gets a hold of her, I've seen Hank's whole mouth around Casey's head chewing on, like pinned down. Oh, just giving it to right. Her. So we were we were concerned that if we took them bird hunting. Is she fixed? Yes. Yes. He just wants. To, he just wants he's to kill fixed. her. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He's not he, trying he, to like. Cripple no, no, Kennels no. wouldn't give me breeding rights, Tyler. So. So we were we were concerned that when like if we went hunting they'll act like idiots because whenever they meet right. each other they just they don't listen to anybody they chase each other around yeah. right and they they wrestle Hank just goes all business as soon as that we took them hunting it's they acted like idiots in the morning like when we we're setting up decoys they chase each other around the, everywhere yeah as soon as the guns came out the two of them were like all right I'll see you when ready to roll that's yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was actually like that's amazing great. yeah didn't bug each other would she would she point well at the grouse like. Oh yeah, she's yeah. just locks built up. We, we should just have a nice walk through the ganny one. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many grouse there. She won't even. She won't flush them. James, off. don't no. say locations. Yeah. You what, mean Northumberland? What did I say? Northumberland. Petawawa. Petawawa. Manitoba. Tim. Tim. Saskatchewan. A lot of grouse. I would love to go with Tim. See our bear hunt we were talking about. I would prefer to do it September 15th because grouse opens and bear. Well, it's colder for bear hunting. But then you, you can hunt grouse all day, then go bear hunting at night. Holy shit, that's been a long show. Yeah, we need to wrap this up. Because yeah. i got to wake up in six we hours. Got, we got final thoughts? Six hours. Anybody yeah. got a final thought? Anything? How do we want to wrap this James, up? James, what's your final thought? Um, you on the show? I want to say that, I, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, no problem. Uh, I really appreciated when you guys talked about, I don't know if it was the first or second episode, what being on point means. Yeah. But just making sure you do the right thing every day to make sure your life's on point. I, I so would, I, that yeah. type of stuff, that hits home. That hits hard with me. Stay on like, point. I'll, I'll wake up, and I knew I was coming on the show for about a week. Every day I've been like, today I'm going to be on point. You know what? what? No like, matter what it starts. I've with. had a, a, a bad couple weeks, let alone the truck, and I feel a lot better after this conversation. Good. So I'm hoping everybody at home yeah. is listening. This gives you yeah. a little bit of and motivation to, exactly. to get on point. Go ahead. You can make small choices on a daily basis to, to point your life in the right direction and be on point, whether it's getting up early, going for a run, doing one set of push-ups, doing 100 push-ups, 100 you, sit-ups. I think a big part of that person that you miss. Yeah, 100%. It's a little, little hard. So remember I, that. I, I think it's almost seeing what you have versus what you don't have. Remember many yes, little always. many 100%. little things equal big things. Right? Yep. Michael Jordan didn't wake up every morning and work twice as hard as everybody for instant gratification. He was making championships. Yeah. Yep. He was right? making 10 years ahead. So he did little things every single day to get that championship at the end of the year. Just think about, like, think about where you can be in 10 years if you do something small to stay on point every day. And like, hey, just think and where you can up, be in a year. Look up to yourself yeah. 10 years. So two ago. things I want to see people do. I want everybody to go and get their firearms license. This yep. will be a conversation yep. Yep. next show. I want Agreed. everybody to go on it, and yep. we'll talk about why. Yep. And I want everybody who's listening to this to share it. I want everybody to tell people what we're doing here. Yep. We want yes. more viewers. There's a response for... This is our third episode has been third episode unbelievable. It's been unbelievable, and I, I want it, I and I want it's going to be on iTunes by the time this is aired. Hopefully, the point being is that 
I want feedback. I want you guys to message us. I want you to tell us what well, you like seeing. What, I want what you, you to tell us hear more. About? What do you what want kind to dig guess? into? If you think you got something cool to talk about and you think you're worth coming on the show, I'd love to hear why. Yeah. Yeah. This oh. is my first ever time coming on a podcast. Really? And it was great. It wasn't I'll, that I'll bad? Honest, I was a little nervous coming well, in. What I were never, you worried about? I don't know. Just like you know, gang rape? The unknown. So what we'll <laughs> do, though. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that escalated. Yeah, that quickly. escalated. Quickly. Turn the switchboard off. <laughs> and a couple things. Because the feedback's been so good, we're going to get a new switchboard for better audio yes. because we need it. And two, we're going to do a couple live shows before, especially before hunting season and outdoors and stuff. But we're going to do a couple live shows. We want some questions. Because okay. the audience is growing. I okay. Think, I think what you guys are doing is really good for the culture. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Like yeah, I appreciate that culture. too. Because I don't know, maybe I'm just unfamiliar with it, but I don't know if we really have that in Canada. Like a united culture or a movement. Well, I, I, right? I, I, like maybe I, we know, do, that's but right. But I don't think we have guys... Uh, a big thing when when most people hear shows like this, it's it's from established people who forget how what it's like to be like, like in the guy. trenches, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like we're, we're very fortunate to yeah. work in. Like I'm very fortunate working in the outdoor industry and stuff like that. But I'm not coming here talking about my job. I'm here talking about life and how I do it and like yeah. you know what I mean and stuff like that. I don't ever want to talk about my job on here. My business is my business, right? But it's I really enjoy doing this. The fact, like you know, like me and a text chair. When's the next one? Because we're yeah, not doing you know, yeah, it, and we're dev- and we're hammering out every week. And I just know now, like Tuesday nights, like I'm going meetings probably. Yeah, yeah. that's a good routine to have. Yeah, it is like the Run Club. It's like the Run Club every day. The Maybe Watch Club, day. and that's what I'm going to be part of. Expensive. <laughs> Anybody want to send us some watches? <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper just to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. All right. Hey, so anyway, my final thoughts: many little things equal great things. Be appreciative of what you have and not what you don't have. The thing that, like, here's the, here's the, yeah. you know, I, I really believe that it, it, um, you'll never gain successes until you're content with what you have. Ooh, I like that. That was deep. And the show hit the off button right there. See you guys next week. See ya.